Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Hey, yo. What it is, Duke City. Welcome back to another episode of Two Men On. The boys are live from ABQ Axe. Just a smidgen east of San Mateo right here on Osuna Boulevard. Having a lot of fun here. Uh, I tell you what, Chris, I'm joined today by Chris, the the mayor of downtown Burnett. Oh, it's great to be here, man, back at uh, ABQX. I tell you what, I think I want to start happy hour early today. I usually wait till 5 o'clock. Okay. But I think I deserve an oat soda today. I think you do as well. I, I, don't, even, I don't even know what you've done all day, and I'm going to say, yeah, I think you do. Thank you for agreeing, and thank you for being an enabler, Chris. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Great episode of Two Men On coming up for you today. Um, first off, you know we do sports-adjacent content here, Albuquerque, surrounding areas, New Mexico, United States of America, the world, uh, wherever our signal goes into outer space. And uh, it's one of my favorite days of the year, Chris. Oh. Because you know I'm a Star Wars dork. Oh, yeah, it's May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, my friend. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, is it okay? Hold on. Is it okay? I mean, is, who's this going out to? Is this going out to a lot of people, or is this going out to just, you know, one or two? Because I'm like, if I, if I ask what, are your, what your favorite Star Wars movie or TV show is, is that going to upset people? Are the, the, the fans of Star Wars going to be like, no, you are so wrong? Uh, probably. Oh, okay. I mean, if you, you've got a reason to be upset, you're going to get a reason to be upset. Yeah. Come on, this is America, Chris. Right. But I it's feel the like, land of outrage. I feel like the, 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 some, the fans that get outraged the most seem to be the Star Wars fans. Oh, sure. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Like, nothing pisses off a human being like nerddom. Oh, yeah. If you think football fans are crazy, you think soccer fans are crazy... Tell a Harry Potter fan Harry Potter sucks. <laughs> right. You will see rage like you've never seen before. Well, I mean, okay, here's the difference. Star Wars fans, you just you don't tell them that something sucks. You're just like, oh, hey, they're going to change this one little thing, and then they just fly off the handle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Steve? I really like Jar Jar Binks. Oh. <laughs> Brains explode yeah. everywhere. Yeah. All over the place. Scanners is... You know what? Uh, let's just get this out of the way right now. Today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity of Star Wars characters. Oh, man. We're going to do that right at 6 o'clock. The I-9 Varsity of Star Wars characters. Best or worst? Uh, you choose. Oh. Yeah. I'll, okay, like what we could do is say best, blah, 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 and then worst, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's the I-9 Varsity. You make yeah. it whatever you want. Make it what you want. You're a veteran. You know the Varsity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining again. By the way, Albuquerque, uh, world, uh, the the universe, a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, Chris Burnett is the host of Ten Drink Minimum. Oh yeah, it's basically the oldest podcast in America. <laughs> it's for a long time. I don't know if it's oldest, but we right? did we did have a presidential candidate on Sunday. Ooh, yeah. who's that, was, that? His name was his name is Dana Childs. He's, okay, uh, he he's yet to declare, but he's going to run for president in. Uh, 2024 
So the last episode we did, you can go check it out and kind of hear all about Dana Childs, who's going to try to run for the President of the United States. That's very interesting. Yeah. I think I know this guy. Okay. We're going to talk about this off air. All right. Okay, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> where, where can uh, the Friends of the Show find your podcast? Anywhere, Pandora, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts. Just uh, type 10 drink minimum in. Uh, you, know, you can do the one zero at the beginning or the T-E-N. doesn't matter. And you... You have uh, you've been around sixteen years. Uh, yeah, almost seventeen. Almost in seventeen July, years. Yeah. yeah, that's really exciting. Like Al Gore invented the internet, and yep. then bam, you started a podcast. I was like, well, you know what? This reaches a lot of people. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to them. Something like that. After the break, we got NFL legend and uh, owner operator of Lights Out Fighting, Sean Merriman, joining us. Oh, that's exciting. Go crazy out there, Chargers and NFL fans, yeah. fight fans. We're going to talk about his career, talk a little bit about the NFL draft, and we're going to talk about the next Lights Out event coming up. And maybe, just maybe, he's going to drop some nuggets about when Lights Out Fighting is coming here to Albuquerque. Uh, going to talk a lot of NFL football. Uh, a player on a team, not giving away anything, has an exclusive deal for his business with the team. And this is, like, completely unique. This is unprecedented. I can't wait to talk about this. Okay. Uh, we are at ABQ Axe, having a lot of fun with it. Friends of the show, get down here, throw some axes. If you've never done this before, I promise you, you will not do it once. No one comes here, does this once, has a bad time, and never comes back. I mean, this harkens back to my youth where, you know, there would be a lot of oat soda tall boys lying mm. on the ground and uh, mm -hmm. we would be out in the middle of nowhere throwing an axe at something. This is where you can actually do that legally and safely. And you can you can have some oat sodas. You can throw some axes. You can throw some throwing stars. Yes, ninja stars, bro. Ninja stars. You can throw ninja stars. How amazing. And friends of the show, you show up anytime today. We'll give you $7.50 off per hour that's a discount all the way down to fifteen dollars per person per hour uh and look it's not just going to show up and you don't know what you're doing and you're going to put yourself in danger no. we have professionals here that will teach you how to throw an axe and you will be a professional by the end of your first hour having so much fun with it look you mentioned having some oat sodas oh yeah we got red door brewing here right across the way i mean right by us and I'm about to be cracking one right oh, now. I'll tell you that yeah. much. I'm in. A lot of NBA talk and hit up Lakers, Warriors, LeBron, Steph. You're a Warriors stan. Oh, yeah. And I'm a LeBron stan. Okay. Like you're and a LeBron so, guy where it doesn't matter where he's at. You just like LeBron. Yeah, I just like okay. LeBron. I root for LeBron. I root for greatness. I like seeing greatness. That's good, yeah. And I think I, I don't think I'd be that big of a LeBron fan uh, in a neutral, objective environment. But he takes so much expletive deleted from the community mm -hmm. that I'm like, this is a nice guy. Right. This is the example. This is the example for the class. Be like LeBron. He's that dude. Never done anything wrong in his life. Helps his community. He's a straight-up amazing person. No drama. Uh, no scandals. He has a great family. Helps people. Every community he goes to. But some, for some reason, people hate him. Well, so I'm going to go oppo, and I love yeah. LeBron. And it's one of those things, too, where he's kind of like he's kind of turning into like the Tom Brady of like NBA where he like takes care of his body. Like I read an article where he spends like over a million dollars a year just on taking care of his health and his body so that his career like he's still what is he averaging 30 points? He's what, 38 years old. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. I do the exact same thing. 
but with booze. Oh, okay. The same ratio of his net worth to what he spends on his body mm-hmm. is the same exact ratio of my net worth to what I spend on alcohol. Well, but you, you, you've, you've, you've adapted. You're like, in your 20s, you're like, you know, you're doing some Strawberry Hill and you know, Boone's Farm. <laughs> and then, like, now you're like, you know what, I'm not going to do that anymore because of my health. I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to do some bourbon. I'm going to do a, you know, a, nice, you know, a nice cocktail. Yeah. You, know. you upped t- it. You upped it, you know. I turned 35, and I started wearing whitey tidies. Mm-hmm. I started ordering the newspaper. Okay. I started drinking scotch neat. I started referring to people as those people. Okay. Like the youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started saying the youth. Do you say the email? The emails. Oh, I've got to check the email. The in, I'm going to go on the interwebs. Uh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Like the fact you know, like when you, when you say scotch, you say neat, and you know what that means. When I was like, when I was in my twenties, I'd be like, I, I, I don't know. It doesn't taste neat. No, it tastes gross. Sure, I'll have one scotch gross, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't seem to get that one. They're like, oh, the well one. All right, let's get back on this Star Wars because okay. I am an unabashed Star Wars dork. I love everything Star Wars. It's like. You know, I love me some some hip hop. I love mm-hmm. me some baseball. But as far as like nerddom, yeah. Star Wars is easily my favorite. So you're not a Star Trek guy; you're more of a Star Wars. Star, I make Star Wars exclusively. Okay. I'm not into Star Trek. I'm not into Lord of the Rings. Not into Harry Potter. Not into what's some of the other big ones. Uh, um, um, oh gosh, there's all you just get into anime. The Hunger Games. Hunger yeah, Games, the anime world. Naruto. Marvel's okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Star Wars is the jam. Right. And I love it. I even watch the cartoons. Like okay. I watched the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch. Rebels is amazing. Oh, Rebels is fantastic. Yeah. I remember the first time someone's like, you should watch Rebels. And I was like, it's on Disney. How could it be good? Then I watch it and I'm like, is that Darth Maul? And I'm like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sucked in. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I mean, I'm with you. Like I love all any of the new TV shows. Like people will attack like the, the new TV shows constantly. Like I'll go on the. Uh, uh, you know, social media, whatever, and people are like, ah, the book of Boba Fett, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, all of it is great. It's all great. It's, it's just different levels of great. Not everything is going to be, like, it's not going to be five stars across the board right. and everything, but I love it all. The, when they did uh, Darth Vader in the Obi-Wan show, that was the Darth Vader I feel like we've always been waiting for. Sure, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm with you. Yeah, even like the book of Boba Fett or like Andor, there's still sevens. They can't all be tens. Right. It's fine that it's yeah. a seven. That's fantastic. That's yeah. better than 99% of what's on television. I mean, people are like, who wants to see everyday life in Star Wars? Me. That's who I do. All right. We got a couple minutes before we got to go to commercial because we got Sean Merriman waiting for us. Okay. But real quick, uh, favorite Star Wars? Favorite Star Wars, like movie or Star Wars anything? You choose. I'm going to really have to be like, you know, the basic Star Wars fan and go with The Empire Strikes Back because it was just, when I was a kid, just such a shock. Everything was such a shock. And even to this day, it's just one of the darkest ones. And I'm just one of those people. I just really like, you know, I, I don't, Return of the Jedi is awesome, but, you know, Ewoks were the first Jar Jars to me. But, like, Empire Strikes Back, man. That's a strong answer. Yeah. I've, like, Desert Island gun to my head yeah. have to pick one it might be empire strikes back oh man if you got to pick one movie or one sitting yeah but look john favreau 
save this next generation with Star Wars. Saved it. With the Mandalorian. Love it. That thing is friggin' perfect. Uh, Dude, the season people are are all over it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, it's it's still, there's not enough uh, Grogu, there's not enough Baby Yoda. Love it. Still love it. Don't care what they say. Oh, agreed, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. My all-time answer, and this is like showing my Star Wars dorkdom, it's the Clone Wars cartoon. Oh. You get so much bang for your buck. The storytelling's fantastic. Uh, you know, even if like you're not a cartoon guy, it's still wildly interesting. You get to see that big blank space in the Star Wars universe where the clone, the Clone Wars uh, right. took place. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Let's uh, let's grab a break, and when we get back, Sean lights out Merriman. Nice. Jones the bo- joins the boys. You're listening to Two Men on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Sports Animal. Gotta be kidding me, dude. Jim f***ing Rome. Dude, don't make me block you. Don't be the first. On 95.9 FM and AM 610, the Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. The boys are having a lot of fun with it out here at ABQ Axe. Just a shade east of San Mateo on Osuna. You've never been here before. I highly recommend you get out here ASAP. You come hang out while we're here. We're giving you $7.50 off per lay, per person per hour. That is an absolute steal. We got Red Door beer being poured, and uh, it's just not a better place to have fun with your friends right here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Not in Albuquerque, New Mexico, but he's on the Sports Animal Hotline right now. Multiple-time contributor, friend of the show, Sean Lights out, Merriman. Welcome back to the program, my friend. What's up, my man? How's it going? Good, 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 good. Hey, Griff, can we get uh, him turned up a tiny bit? Yeah, doing great, man. Having a lot of fun with it. Big event coming up Saturday, May the 6th, Los Angeles Marriott Burbank. But here in Albuquerque, you can get it live on Fubo TV, Lights Out 9. Damn, my man, it seems like you just got started. You already got nine events under the belt? Yeah, you know, after a certain point, you just lose count. It's all fights, right? <laughs> you know, sure. You know, the, well, without the crew telling me, like, Sean, we on nine. I'm like, oh, this, this is another fight. Let's go. Let's get, you know, make this one bigger than the last one. How about that? So, um, yeah, we got a huge one here Saturday. Um, you know, if you're in town, if anybody's here on the weekend, get your tickets at lightsoutxf.com. But as you just said, you can watch it live on Fubo TV, Fubo Sports. If you don't have Fubo, make sure you get it. We got the fights coming up. Let's put a pin in this for a second. I want to talk more about it, but we just had the NFL draft. You yourself were the 12th overall pick in the draft. Great career in the NFL. Uh, everybody's favorite linebacker. Um, is there anybody that really impressed you coming out of this draft where you're like, oh, this guy's going to be a dude? Will, Will Anderson. Um, you know, he, okay. he's, uh, he's the guy actually – so I met him, I talked to him as a freshman, and uh, we had a, a reporter that was a writer for the University of Maryland uh, that went over to Alabama, and he called me and said, Sean, you got to look at this kid, Will Anderson. I said, what are you talking about? He said, he's very much like you. Came in a little undersized, very explosive, very athletic and pass rush, but once he gained some weight and gets stronger, he's going to be a player. So he put me on the phone with him, and I started to watch him. And let me tell you, man, I, this guy, he's disruptive. Um, I, I have him as my defensive rookie of the year already. I believe that he's going to do well with the, with the Texans. 
But he's gonna be on. The, he's gonna get on the field and make some noise right away, man. So I think that you know Carter's great too. Don't get me wrong; he's a great player. Sure. But Will Anderson, I believe, will be the defensive rookie of the year. Did, do you get your eyes on somebody who you think might be a little underrated? Might have been a steal in the draft. Somebody on the defensive side of the ball who you got your eyes on. You think, yeah, this kid's gonna be something. Yeah, actually, the cornerback uh, Desmond from from the University of Maryland. Um, you know, I know he posted great combat, uh, combine numbers, but. People are, you know, we always have some athletes coming out of the University of Maryland, just some freakish, freakish guys. Uh, so I think he's going to go out there and, and, and perform, man. And, um, yeah, it's a couple guys that slipped out of that first round that I didn't see happening. Sean, I have a question about the draft. Um, draft night, I mean, it seems like it's kind of just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And what was it like being there on the being in the first round, like as a pick waiting to be picked? What was that like? Well, it was nerve-wracking, right, because you see what happened yeah, sure. to Will, the quarterback there slipping out of the first round. You're sitting there, and you got cameras in your face, and everyone's looking at you for, you know, the next two hours. So what I did was, even though I was invited to the draft, I stayed home. I rented a house, a, a really big house back in Maryland with my friends, family, and coaches, because um, I didn't want to be that guy sitting there with the camera in your face for two extra hours. Uh, I wanted to be in a comfort of my home. But I took the visits to, you know, the Cowboys, uh, the Redskins at the time, Commanders, um, and Detroit. So I knew I was going to one of the three teams in the top, you know, top 12 or 13 anyway, but you just never know, man. I mean, look at the, the last second Bryce Young talk at the end, right? Oh, he's too small. They're going to pass up. He goes number one, right? So at the end of the day, you really don't know until your name is called. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. We're joined by Sean Merriman. Uh, I mean, I don't even know your title, man. What is it, CEO, owner-operator, president, El Jefe? Like, what's your role with the Lights Out organization? All of them, the ones you just named. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the media market. I mean, look, you might catch me moving some chairs. You know, I, I'll do everything. So, um, you know, for me, man, I've been around this sport for 17 years. I started to train back, um, you know, with Jay Glazer and, and Randy Couture and Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz. I've trained with all these guys. Um, so when I launched Lights Out in 2019, I was already at Fox Sports as a broadcaster. And so for me, you know, the TV part of it and the production part was easy. I knew the fight game. Um, and then obviously having a, the career that I had in the NFL, you know, you got, you kind of grow a platform to now promote these guys. Like, you know, we have three or four fighters in this card. I think it's going to be up and coming superstars. I, I believe they'll probably take one or two more fights with me and end up in the UFC and become a big name, a big household name. So, I'm just excited, man, because, you know, these, these guys and women, they can fight anywhere and, and for any promotion. They choose to come fight for lights out of train fighting. So they know what's best. We got the best up-and-coming stars, so they'd rather come and fight for us. So you've worn a lot of hats in your career, obviously on the field, you know, on the sideline, holding a microphone, and then now in the, the, the fighting world. How long is it going to be till Sean Merriman is the fight guy, not the NFL guy? <laughs> you know, it's already starting to happen because uh, sometimes I forget how, how old I am because some of the fighters uh, that we have, they, man, I, I used to watch you when I was 10. I said, dude, don't, don't make me feel old, please. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so you end up being somebody, some of the fighters' favorite players. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's, you know, that's what you ultimately want, right? I was fortunate to have a career I did in football. But when you go, I was at um, – I went to a Knights game not too long ago, and I'm, and I'm there. And the guy uh, that walked by me said, man, you got the Lights Out Extreme Fighting League. And he said nothing about me playing football ever. I said, okay, I must, I must be doing something right. So 
Um, but this sport is great, man. It's, you know, having a partner like football, people can see it not only all over the country, but in Canada and France and some parts of Spain. So, you know, it turned pretty global and international quickly. Lights out nine coming your way this Saturday, May the 6th. Uh, who's who's must-see TV? Who's the fighter coming up that you absolutely cannot miss? Yeah, well, uh, Matthias, just just watch out for him. I think he's uh, he's a third or fourth, maybe the co-main event. I think he's moved up to the co-main event this fight. But look at another one, Julian Duckenfield. Julian Duckenfield, he played uh, football at, at Fullerton in college, and he has, like, this explosion as a football player, and this guy can punch. I don't see that fight going too long. He's just um, he's such a beast. But I'm in the process of getting more, more former athletes, more football players over. Um, you know, I, I, I was in the process of signing someone big from the XFL, and they, they, they got a call up for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I said, you know what, go ahead and finish your football career out and come get this sure. contract when you're ready. But um, I've been working on trans, you know, transitioning a lot of these former guys into uh, lights out extreme fighting. Uh, Sean, it sounds like you're a fan of the sport. So who are some of the fighters that you've like watched in the past that you were just a big fan of? Oh, man. Um, you know, it, it's so funny because I'm actually friends with a lot of guys, so I'm going to be biased with the Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, the Randy Couture. So that's, that's who got me into the sport because I was around those guys the most. But now, you know, John Jones, is he, he's my favorite fighter. Um, he, he, and, and anybody that question he's not the greatest fighter of all time is crazy. Um, you know, obviously could be that some of these guys, Aldo, I think I think Connor's just great for the sport, regardless of what you feel about him personally. I think sure. he um, he brings in a different demographic and different set of eyeballs. He's so global now that everybody, even if you don't watch uh, MMA, you know who Connor McGregor is. Um, but you got a lot of guys just coming up, man. A lot of uh, actually a lot of fighters out there in Albuquerque that we're looking at working with now. Yeah. There's so many fighters out there in Albuquerque. I'm trying to get more into uh, lights out of train fighting to get those guys a platform. Hey, perfect segue. When is Lights Out coming to Albuquerque? Can you, okay, I, guys, I need you to do me a favor. I need to tell my partner, Steve Chavez, to get the deal done, <laughs> okay, please. Steve. We're trying to, we're trying to, so if you see him, anybody out there that's listening, if you see my partner, Steve Chavez, we're trying to get it done and make uh, Lights Out Extreme Fighting uh, a home for us. Uh, but there's so many, so many fighters out there, really big gems. And we want to make uh, Mesa de la Soul a destination for people to come to. Uh, Albuquerque, is, it, people just don't talk about it enough. I spent quite a bit of time out there, and uh, we would love to make, make that a home. Uh, Sean, you brought up Conor McGregor. I'm a big uh, MMA guy. I'm a big you know wrestling guy. Is it's been in the news lately? Is Conor McGregor going to fight Roman Reigns at uh, WrestleMania next year? <laughs> If he does, who's not going to watch that? <laughs> I mean, everybody's going to watch. You know, seriously. And, and, right. and by the way, there's going to be a lot of this crossover. I know that uh, you know uh, Endeavor just acquired WWE, but that right. that was a long time coming. We're going to see. Hell, I would like to get in the cage with a few WWE guys, but they they don't nobody has signed a contract. So, oh, um, you know, for us, man, it's, I think the the segue and the crossover and the cross branding is just is great. But um, who's not going to watch Conor McGregor and Roman Reigns? So you're saying it's going to happen, Sean Merriman? Right here. I, right I, now. I say it's guaranteed <laughs> going to happen. I, and he's already poking at, um, you know, at uh, Paul. Is it is it Heyman, right? Um, yeah. Is it Paul Heyman? Yeah, he's poking at him. Yeah, yeah. And he's poking at a lot of guys. So I, I just I don't see it not happen. It would be too big for it not to happen. All right, you got your own fighting organization. I know you're a busy guy. What's it going to take for you to take the suit off and put the trunks on? Just the right guy to sign the contract, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, I, I sent out about five contracts over the past year and a half to former former NFL guys who I knew they were still training. 
uh, two WWE guys, and then nobody wants to sign a deal. So I, I'm just I'm happy to promote you know these guys. But if the fight is big enough and the people wanted to see it, I you know, already already talked to Fubo about doing a big pay per view event. We're working on that, and if it's big enough and people want to see it, you know I'll fight for sure. Sean Lights Out Merriman, owner operator of Lights Out Extreme Fighting, live on Fubo TV Saturday, May the sixth. Uh, anything to leave uh, the friends of the show with before we let you go, Sean? Yep, just check us out on Fubo. And if you just so happen to be in LA or want to come, um, you know, give give two of you guys guests, man. Anybody want to come up to LA? Well, I'll give two free tickets. To anybody that's listening, but check us out, LightsOutXF.com, and we'll be live on Fubo at five p.m. Pacific. Love that. I will pump those two free ticks. Anyone who can afford their own airfare and Airbnb out there in L.A. <laughs> Sean, thanks for being a friend. Thanks for being a friend of the show, and we'll be talking to you soon. You got it, man. Thanks for having me on. When we get back, the NFL, uh, it's talking business. You're listening to uh, Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Don't show up to work without a tape. Everyone will know. And they'll talk about you in the lunchroom over a ham sandwich. It's the opening drive with Jeff Simbietta and J.J. Buck. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Oh, my God. I feel so bad. I was so excited to talk about Star Wars. I was so excited to talk to Sean Merriman that I forgot to say hi to Steph Griffin back at the studio. What up, Griff? Hello. How are you guys? Good. Having some fun. Well, when uh, when you log out, you're going to come throw some axes with us? If you guys are still there, yeah. Uh, Yeah. They have red door beer and axe throwing. I'm not going anywhere. They kick me out, Griffin. You're throwing (laughs) axes at us over here. (laughs) Hey, they do not do that here, by the way. It's a very safe and family-friendly environment. Do not listen to Chris Burnett. No. No. (laughs) A person you should listen to, by the way, you're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. We wouldn't be here without our partners and the sponsors in the community, such as John Lopez at John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy. Our friends at I-9, you know, Van starts his day at the YMCA lunch and a milkshake. And that's what I'm having for lunch tomorrow, Chris. Mm. Lunch and a milk and a milkshake goes down at 66 Diner. I am still getting strong at Evolve Strong in the weekends. That's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. Going to have a little Teller tasting on the program tomorrow. Oh, man, you guys are lucky. Owner-operator, head distiller Chris Lurig is going to join us tomorrow. Uh, don't miss a second of the New Mexico United away watch party action at Hollow Spirits, and it's always throwing Thursdays here at ABQ Axe. All right, I'm kind of jealous. Okay. I'll bite. I get a, you know, we talk about a lot of famous athletes, actors, musicians, pop culture icons. And there's always like an air of jealousy that these people are better looking and in better shape. Mm-hmm. And they're rich and they're famous and they can do whatever in the world they want. Right. I got to suppress this tinge of jealousy. But right now, I am extra jealous because this guy's got it all. Seahawks wide receiver Tyler Lockett has a real estate firm That's an and honor. a real estate team. That's interesting. Smart move. You diversify your portfolio. You set yourself up for success. 
after the NFL. Wu-Tang Financial. Boom. Yeah. He did it one level up as the team that he's currently playing for. His real estate company, it's called Live and Serve Real Estate. Not the best name, but no. I'm sure it's going to do just fine. Is the official realtor of the Seahawks. He is playing for the team, and they're also sponsoring his real estate agency. That means the PA guy goes, uh, and the official real estate of the Seattle Seahawks live. What is it? Live and serve. Live and serve. Yeah, on the PA on the PA thing while during the game, right? That's what's going on. Correct. Okay. Probably banners and commercials yeah. and airplane flying over. Is there sure? Yeah. So, let me get this straight. He's playing. He has side businesses because every athlete now has a huge business portfolio. I mean, you know, you have the Shacks of the world, the LeBrons of the world. Sure. You know, I think Shaquille O'Neal has made more money off the court than he did on the court. And it's not even close. Not even close, yeah. yeah. And so, and of course, he's not giving any to his kids. But so this guy has already started out. He's got a real estate company that he owns, and they're the official sponsor of the Seahawks. Isn't that a conflict of interest at that point? Okay, thank you. You beat me to it. Yeah. Um, like, is he going to take a pay cut like Tom Brady style because his right. real estate company is now getting sponsored by the team he currently plays for? I like, mean, you know, Tom Brady, like his his gym, his TB12 brand uh-huh. was sponsored by the New England Patriots, and he took below his value money Constantly, every yeah. single year. Yeah. And, and I sing his praises when we're talking about salary caps and whatever in any sport is do the Tom Brady thing. Mm-hmm. Take under league minimum, get your endorsements, do your business deals on the side, surround yourself with better players, and right. then boom, legacy. To a certain degree, is this what's going to happen with Tyler Lockett? Is he going to like work for the league minimum? And it doesn't even matter because the Seahawks are, spon- getting, are sponsoring his real estate so company. Maybe, so what you're saying is maybe... Well, no, isn't it the opposite, though? The, 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 the real estate company is sponsoring the Seahawks, right? They're the official. The official sponsor right. of the Seahawks, but still, there's yeah. a give and take there. Right. So you're saying, what you're saying is he might be circumventing the salary cap because they've found a way around it by funneling money, by saying, oh, yeah, we're, you own a realty company. We need, to, we need to have an official realty company. Or they just uh, drafted one of the best wide receivers in the draft, and uh, he could see the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you want me out of here? You want me out of my contract early? Uh, have a deal with my real estate company. Interesting. That's an interesting way to go. I mean, this this, this harkens back to the uh, 49ers of the 80s, where they would have this you know all star team, and you know linemen are getting paid league minimum, but they got an eight million dollar Christmas gift, you know, in a shoebox. Yeah, I mean, you're talking Uncle Luke and the Miami Hurricanes, oh, right? Oh, wow, yeah. Like, this is just like a little slided under the table sure. a little bit. Like, but this is right on top of the table. Right. This is in front of the world to see. How can you not miss mm. this? And it, Oh, wow, it says undisclosed compensation. Yeah, see? Interesting. Yeah, under the table. So then uh, the next thing will be such and such from the Buffalo Bills has a rental car company, and they are now the official rental car company of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, that's going to open the floodgates. for. What a a world we live in now, (laughs) right? 
Yeah, I mean, this is the, I mean, this is the NASCAR, right? This is, you just mm -hmm. paint yourself up like a NASCAR. You have every single possible sponsorship you could have. If it, if it means, if I, if I could pay my quarterback less money mm -hmm. and sponsor his business and it doesn't affect the salary cap and I can get the best wide receiver and the best offensive tackle and just slide some money to all their businesses and not have to pay him on the right, field, right. this is genius. This is, we've come a long way from Lynn Dawson smoking a cigarette at halftime of the Super Bowl. You don't say. <laughs> you don't say. We're really far away from that. I mean, you, you know, when I did the show a couple weeks ago with Fred, it was, the, it was the day of the draft, and the draft has turned into, like, a red carpet gala event. Sure. And now we have, you know... People who are the, the, the wide receiver you know, players who their business is, is now the official business of their team that they're playing for. Wow. What a, what a, what a world. I think it's genius. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, there's going to be some new regulations in mm -hmm. the offseason. Because like, what's going to stop every single NFL team for doing this? Well, you're going to get into it where all of a sudden somebody has a business and uh, they go look, in, look into it and it's a phantom P.O. box somewhere and yeah, sure. LLC set up. The Bahamas. Yeah. yeah. The Cayman Islands. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, a, guy who, it's a guy who owns a, a, a charter company to the Cayman Islands. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Minnesota Vikings are going to sponsor uh, their running back's meal delivery program, Dalvin Cooks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Any, anything like this. Josh Allen is going to, you know, like you said, have his rental car company, right. the official rental car company of the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> like every single player on every single team, there's going to be something like this now. Like they set a new precedent. I always love the PA. They're all, it's all blah, 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 real estate, a real touchdown. You know? <laughs> I always love when they do stuff like that at the, at the, at the field <laughs> and at the park. Man, yeah, this is really going to be interesting. It's, and it's kind of like flying low under the, it's like low in the sports news right now. I, I, I tried to look it up, and I tried to when you brought it yeah, up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, It's I, kind of flying under the radar a little bit, but I don't think this is going to be the end of it. Oh, no. I mean, like I said, this is going to open the floodgates. Every single, uh, every single front office oh. uh, personnel, their very next meeting yep. tomorrow morning yep. is mm -hmm. going to be about this. Everybody went, oh, huh. They can do that? Right. Why didn't we think of that? Interesting. Oh, we're wasting money on all these cash stuffed envelopes <laughs> right. and we could just do it in, in front of everybody's face <laughs> the fan alleged alleged phantom envelopes <laughs> these bundles of cash right. that we've been hiding around the locker room when we could just support their real estate company <laughs> this is way easier every no next year's draft they're going to get drafted and they're going to they're going to show like their name and then what businesses they own already yeah, for sure <laughs> like immediately like okay. six four, two hundred thirty five pounds, runs a four four forty, has a manga uh, company. He's uh, right. a series of comic book dealerships in uh, Lower Manhattan. Yeah, owns a chain of dialysis centers, <laughs> like just random, you know, weird things. I love that. The like, I always love the official this or that of the team, right? Like, does the does the a team really need an official real estate agency? Do they need to, you know, I mean, you know, rental car company, sure. You're like, okay, they probably use rental cars when they go All somewhere. the time. Yeah. yeah. Real estate, they need a, you know, official real estate company. Or, like, what is it going to do, buy the stadium? Like, what's next? <laughs> it's like, well, the, uh, like the, the Oakland Athletics are on the phone. It looks, Seahawks, <laughs> you haven't paid your bill in a season and a half. Right. I'll take the stadium. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're going to just come on in and take this. <laughs> the owner shows up, and there's a padlock on the door of the stadium. It's like, what? Tyler, let me in. Yeah, come on, man. 
Tyler. Nope. nope. What are you doing, Tyler? Have, Take this padlock off. What's we have the a com- game? What's the combination? Yeah. What is it? Right, left, <laughs> and then back right? What is it? What is it? Your jersey number? How do I get in here? <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. And then it is. <laughs> and then it totally is. Yeah. All right. When we get back, Jonathan Andrews of the Prater Willie uh, Association of Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're having a big fundraiser here at ABQ Axe, and it's going to be an awesome night, and I can't be any more excited oh, man. whatsoever. Oh, We're going to cool. tell you all about it when we get back. You're listening to Two Men on 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. Sound off right now at 246-0610. Come on! Welcome back to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Having an absolute blast down here at ABQ Axe. Uh, we got a crew coming here pretty soon, so, so watch out. It's going to get rowdy here at ABQ Axe. You want to get down here, I could not recommend this joint any more we're giving you now hear me out seven dollars and fifty cents off per person per hour to throw sharp objects it is so much fun are you scared are you timid are you frightened guess what we have coaches here Mm. to guide you through the process of learning how to throw axes um by the way we got a spread yeah of all of their different flavored french fries here right right uh, I am in a smorgasbord of happiness, a perpetual cornucopia of flavor. I'm a big kid. We I got like, the you know. so we got the hatchet fries, mm. which are in the delicious dry rub hatchet wing sauce rub. Right. I might I might have said that right. I'm not sure. We got the Viking fries, which used to be my favorite. Okay. Until I tried the garlic aioli truffle fries which are within arm's reach of me right now. I'm going to try not to eat on air. I know that does not sound good. No. Griffin, which one sounds best to you? I don't know. I'm going to say the truffle f- fries sound they're really fantastic. good. They're, they're my favorite. I don't know about the aioli the sauce, but No, you're yeah. not a truffle guy? But I like these. The truffle shuffle, though. Oh. You're a big fan big of Big fan of that. Big fan. Goonies never say die. <laughs> yeah. ABQ Axe, slightly east of San Mateo on Osuna. I don't even know what the name of this plaza is, but there's a lot of cool businesses here. You can't miss it. It says ABQ Axe, really big outside. Yeah, there's like a big wrap on the door. You can't miss it. Can't miss it. The gangster wrap. Wait, no, it's not. No. Joining us on the program, Jonathan Andrews. I'm not even sure your position, but you're with the Prater-Willie Syndrome Association of Albuquerque, and we got a big announcement to make right now. As we're having a fundraiser, May the 28th, from noon to 5, right here at ABQ Axe, raising some money for a great cause. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. I'm one of the board members for PWSA of New Mexico, which is the Prader-Willi Syndrome Association of New Mexico. And we're really excited to have an event here at ABQ Axe, throw some axes for a cause, and help some families that are living with PWS. So. And... and- not only are you going to help other families, I mean, you're going to help your own family Absolutely. as this is uh, affecting your family directly. Absolutely. Our, our story is, uh, is our third child was born here in New Mexico. 
he was born with PWS. We had no idea until the day he was born. And uh, the association, PWSA, has helped us at every step along the way. They helped us from the when he was in the NICU for 37 days. They helped us with the adjustment of going home and getting treatments for him. And they've helped us all the way up to he's now in kindergarten. And they helped us with the transition into kindergarten and helped us get all the, the support that we needed. PWSAUSA.org. But for this specific event, AxesForHope.org. That's right, right. Axes for Hope. So we're hoping to, to raise some money for PWSA, uh, throw some axes, have a great time, see everybody here at ABQ Axe, and uh, yeah, just have a great event. And, and this isn't some random hookup. This isn't some random dilly-dally here. No. You, you are an axe thrower. I am. I am. I got, I got the bug. I got bit in 2020, just before COVID hit. Oh. Had my first league extended for about six months because we had to shut down because of uh, COVID and everything like that. Were you throwing it home, though? Uh, I guess, yes. Even uh-huh. though I live in Rio Rancho, I did build a target and throw in my backyard for a while during okay. the COVID period. So, are you absolutely. saying that because like maybe your houses are close together? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. Uh, so, just, just don't like to throw things around uh, all the uh, kids, you know. So, there you so go. shout out to uh, Diana Dodo Montoya, who you know, you guys kind of smashed together, and you're like you're throwing axes one day, and you started telling your life stories, and you're like, well, let's let's put both of these things together mm-hmm. and try to help the community. Dodo really came up with this. She's great. I've, I've known Dodo since 2020. She's a, a very caring person, and when she heard about everything that we were going through, all, all the struggles that we had, she definitely has She's donated before to PWSA, and she instigated us putting on this event here. It was great. ABQX is one of the, I mean, if friends of the show who've been with us since day one, you know ABQX was one of our first sponsors, and you know, they, they help the community in any way possible. And when we heard about this, we're so excited to step up and help out with this event. Again, it's axesforhope.org to sign up May 28th from noon to 5. You can donate at any time. But on May 28th, you get here $50, as oh. much axe as you can throw. Mm-hmm. You got Red Door beer right across the way. You got these great garlic aioli fries that Chris said are garbage. <laughs> no, no, he no, said, no. He said they're the worst. He said don't eat them ever. Nah. They're horrible. You, you can't have them. You're like my mom already. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all, I don't usually like them, but I like these. And she's like, oh, you hate them. You hate them. And you never call your mother, Chris. You never call your mama. <laughs> no. you're, uh, all right, you're, you're rocking the Alabama shirt right well, now, right. man. Yes, I'm a big Alabama fan. Lived there for 12 years. My uh, beautiful bride was born there. I got uh, got to go see a couple sh- uh, games there, so it was okay. a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, is this is this all sports? Or are you just like tunnel vision for football? Mostly football, yeah. I have to admit. Yeah, who's your favorite Alabama player of all time? Mm, probably Jalen is my favorite okay. of all time. He was a lot of fun to watch. You know, just okay. run the ball. But uh, Tua was also a lot of fun as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm a big Derrick Henry dork. Mm-hmm. He's an absolute freak. I love watching him play. Oh, he's a beast. Absolutely. So you, you guys go down there a couple times a year or whatever, try to catch some games? We do. We have family still in Birmingham. We get down to T-Town whenever we can, catch a game if we're there. Um, my brother-in-law went to school there. So, oh, wow. Yeah. We, Does we, he bring that up a lot? Always, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not on Georgia weekend, though, unfortunately. Oh. So, yeah. do, you, do you have, like, a, a Roll Tide community here in Albuquerque? Do you have? 
I have actually met people from Birmingham here in Albuquerque just around Alabama football. People I didn't know back in the Oh, in you don't have Birmingham. a room in your house that's the Alabama room, and you guys all take turns watching the game in, in each other's Alabama room? We have done that, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, even if you're an Alabama hater, you need to support this cause. <laughs> Pray to Willie Syndrome Association. Uh, AxesforHope.org. Get down to ABQ Axe. Sign up. May 28th, noon to 5, raising money for a great cause. Where does So when we raise this money, when we sell this place out and, and we get a big old chunk for PWSA, where does this money go to? So PWSA uh, focuses on three different aspects of people's lives. One is family uh, support. So they're going to help all their families that are dealing with PWSA with everything they need. They also are very involved in advocacy and awareness, so they're going to go to Capitol Hill. We have a fly-in in D.C. every uh, fall, and they're going to lobby the, uh, the politicians and try and get some money allocated for PWSA research and PWSA awareness. And finally, it's, it's all about research, trying to get the drugs that's going to help these kids live a more fulfill, uh, fulfilled life, right? a better life than they, they have right now. So that's what we're working on. And because when caught early... This is treatable. You can have rich, full lives for these kids. Absolutely. It's changed over the years. My son gets a shot every day of growth hormone, okay. uh, and they say that is the best treatment for kids with PWS. It really enhances their lean muscle mass because low muscle tone is one of the uh, effects. And also, it increases their metabol metabolism because they often have a very, very slow metabolism that uh, causes them to be larger and, and have issues around their health. Jonathan Andrews joining us on the board of PWSA. We need your support down here at ABQ Axe. Check out axesforhope.org. Have a great fundraiser May 28th, again, noon to 5, $50. All the axes you can throw, great food, great drink, great people for a great cause. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. It. When we get back, more sports and sports adjacent content. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. The devil's trying to break us down. I bought this ice so I could blind them with the Jesus piece. Said you so technical. Now, now betting, betting for the, for the sports, sports animal, animal. Your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number, Number two, two, men on, on. Van Nunley and, and Fred Slow. Slow. And, and in the, the on-deck on circle, circle, Robert, Robert Buck, Buck D. Gibson. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Welcome back to the program. If you hear some loud noises behind us, they're replacing the boards. As we have fresh boards here that we throw axes at here at ABQ Axe. Um, if you haven't been here, look, get down here. You don't have to do it right now. You don't have to do it when I'm here. You don't want to be around me? That's fine. I get it. I've had a lot of ex-girlfriends. They don't want to be around me either. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, Esports Animal. Mm -hmm. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy mobile studio as we're here at abq axe we play on team i9 we start our days at the ymca lunch and a shake that goes down at 66 diner i love these noises 
excuse me. I'm getting strong. That involves strong. And Teller Vodka, that's New Mexico's vodka. Uh, okay. We're going sports adjacent for a segment. But uh, this is pretty important to me. Almost as important as Star Wars Day. Oh, yeah. Is the new inductees of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame were announced today. And they kind of crushed it. I'd say so. I mean, some of it's a little bit, uh, we've been waiting a long time. Willie Nelson, you wait till he's 90? Yeah. Um, when, when do you qualify that Willie Nelson is rock and roll? That's a weird, yeah, they do that. But, I mean, you also have to say, like, when is Run DMC rock and roll or, or uh, Public Enemy? or Right. It's an interesting, it's a weird demographic where they just kind of throw it all into one. But Rage Against the Machine, first ballot, Hall of Famers. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, that's the big story for me because, I mean, that was my favorite band. Oh, man. As an angsty teenager, as an angsty young 20. Look at this Che Guevara poster on my yeah. wall. and I'm still upset about this. <laughs> so I had tickets pre-shutdown, Rage Against the Machine, with Run the Jewels in Las Cruces. Same. So did you, did you, did you keep, keep going with it every time? So they postponed it. Yes. A year. Then they postponed it another year. Yes. Then another year. Then finally, yes. they're like, okay, it's going to happen. And then Zach De La Rocha jumps off of an amp because he's thinking Cause he's... Because he's Zach De La Rocha. He thinks he's 20 and, yeah, tears his Achilles. And they're like, okay, that's it. We're done. You it, know? it is a bummer. By oh, the way, if you, need, if you need your uh, Run the Jewels mm-hmm. dose, they're going to be up in Denver with oh. Wu-Tang Clan. I love both of those things. Yeah, I already got tickets to those two as well, so I'll see you in Denver for Run the Jewels and Wu-Tang. But Rage Against the Machine, to me, is a legendary band with an absolute original sound. No one has ever sounded like that. With Zach De La Rocha's vocals and, and Tom Morello's weird, squeaky, oh, gosh. noise-making guitar. Tom Morello can literally do any noise in the history of the world on a guitar and his mom rules have you ever seen his uh-huh. mom? <laughs> yes his mom is yes. amazing she's really funny I, I watched this whole documentary i don't remember who did it. i think uh, uh dave grohl i think did it where they would get these rock stars and they would they did a little documentary with their family yeah yeah and his great. mom dave his mom is fantastic if you've never i don't even remember the name of it but it's so good but rage against the machine that that's a that's an amazing one and you know, this is like a like a Derek jeter King Griffey Jr., Mariano Rivera kind of thing, mm-hmm. that this is unanimous first ballot action here. Right. Like a lot of these guys, look at uh, Cheryl Crow, George Michael, Willie Nelson. Uh, a lot of these guys, Shaka Khan, these guys have been around for a long time, and they just now are getting in. I'm pretty excited. Rage about- is first ballot. Yeah, it's so dope. I like this, that, that Don Cornelius is yes! getting in. Yes. And if you don't know who Don Cornelius is, it's, uh, what was the... The, the, the host of Soul Train. host of Soul Train. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you're... Shaka Khan, I mean, oh, this is like my childhood. I mean, George Michael, to a point. I mean, Yeah, I mean, what is... How is George Michael just now getting into that's, rock that's and roll? That's But, I mean, how many people have... I, mean, I don't is think... Is it because of the rest area stuff? <laughs> Maybe so. Is it now... Is because he was, like, disgraced for a few years and now... Could Like, be. hooking up with dudes and... And truck stops and rest areas like this is this is a different generation. Like we look at it differently now. Now we'll let them in, right? I mean, it is a good list, and I wonder like you know who who didn't get in. I mean, who are the snubs? Yeah, uh, I mean you have Cindy Lauper, a tribe called Quest, 
Soundgarden, all nominated, didn't make it. Okay, I don't think you should put in Rage and Soundgarden at the same time. Well, but A Tribe Called Quest, though. I, I, they're legendary, legendary. Especially, especially after Fife Dog passed mm. away. You think that they would, like, bump them up I the mean, ladder a little more. And, and then Cindy Lauper? How's Cindy Lauper not in? That's an excellent question. I mean, does does she have, like, some baggage somewhere? Is, like, she... Is there some secrets coming out about I mean, Cindy Lauper? Cindy Lauper. When you think of Cindy, when I think of Cindy Lauper, I think of I think of you know girls just want to have fun and the Goonies. Sure, you know she and then and then WrestleMania one. She was at WrestleMania one. Okay, you know? I'm gonna have to take your word for it on that one. Okay, did she wrestle? No, she was in Hulk Hogan in uh, Mr. T's corner. <laughs> That's amazing. Rowdy Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff wanted to end. Rock and roll. They wanted it to stop. And so it was the fight for rock and roll. I mean. So while I'm not the biggest fan mm-hmm. of the person in real life, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's bonkers that the Smiths haven't made it. Never in. made it. So not a what fan you, of them either. Of the people who didn't slide in, by the way, congratulations to Missy Elliott. Yeah. That's a she, big one. She does not have to put her thing down, flip it, and reverse it anymore. Mm, nope. Because she's in the Hall of Fame. She's got a Lamborghini bed. She is in. <laughs> she's in the Roll and Rock Hall of Fame. Yeah. Because she put her thing down, flipped it, and reversed How it. How about DJ Cole Herc, man? That's that's pretty amazing. Okay, for for those out there who aren't hip hop fans, okay. DJ Cool Herc mm-hmm. is one of the pioneers. Pioneers of New York hip hop. I mean, you have Africa Bumbada, um, DJ Cool Herc. I mean. All these guys were, were in New York in the 70s, and they they were, like, the first guys that had turntables. They'd throw these parties, and, you know, a lot of, like, uh, African-American kids didn't, they didn't, they'd listen to the radio, and it didn't really speak to them. Sure. And they'd go to these parties, and they would, you know, have they, these guys would have these albums from, you know, Africa and all over the world, and, and then they would just, like, remix them and, you know, and turn them into, you know, what became rap music, and... It's really, it's really great to see these people getting their, their, their uh, He their was due. The, the pioneer of that sound. Like yeah. it, it started, yeah. Like at, at on basketball courts and yeah. public parks. Yep. You know, just uh, two turntables and a microphone, mm-hmm. and then uh, some records and some break beats, and created a whole genre of music. And right. DJ Cool Herc is one of them. Yeah. If you don't know that, that's why he's in there. Well, people would go to parties to see the DJ, and right? Then, and then the DJs would sit and spin. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, people would like start rhyming on top of it, and the MC was just kind of there, and they were not the the, the showpiece. The showpiece was the DJ, and then you know sooner or later, you'd have people that would just get really good at rapping, and all of a sudden it switched, and everybody went to go see the rappers. So, speaking of rap, my biggest snub is the aforementioned Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, are they eligible? How is, how is Wu Tang? Yeah, how is Wu Tang? Yeah not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How is Wu-Tang not a first ballot Hall of Famer? Right. Agreed. Would this be the year for the first? I don't know. I believe so. Hmm. I mean, because I don't know. uh, Wow. Yeah, that's a good question. Because the snub for um, the Tribe Called Quest is there. I don't know who. I'd have to go through and look at all of that to see who's in and who's not. I know there's someone. I, I want to say it was like Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden has been snubbed like every year. So both Iron Maiden and Judas Priest yeah. have been snubbed for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How is that? And I think those those both of those should be automatic. Right. If if not just 
for their impact on rock and roll music and metal music, at least for their impact of T-shirts at Hot Topic. Right. I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, Sheryl Crow, I think Sheryl Crow, I like Sheryl Crow, but I kind of feel like, you know, that was kind of a shocker. I mean, Kate Bush has been totally in the news, you know, in recent, or the, you know, pop culture as of recent because of Stranger Things. I mean, she's amazing anyway, but, you know, kids today are, are you know, the young, younger generation now is like, oh, what is this music? And they're turned back onto this music that came out in the 80s. So Kate Bush was not a surprise. Sheryl Crow, a little bit of a surprise to me. Sheryl Crow is a surprise to yeah. me. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it. I'm just saying it was a surprise. Sure, yeah. Hit after hit after hit. Very yeah. relevant. Sure. Does Kate Bush get in without Stranger Things and running up that hill? I don't know. That's what. I, that's where I'm kind of at on that. And I know someone out there is like, you're out of your mind. But that's, that's, how, that's why music is great. That's why sports are great. Because you can have an opinion on it, and then someone could say that it's crap. <laughs> you know? Radiohead, still not in. What? Janet Jackson, still not in. Okay. Yeah. That's insane. Look, you know? I'm glad. I mean, Willie Nelson should be in every Hall of Fame. Absolutely. I don't, I don't care what Hall of Fame it exists. If he has nothing to do with Willie Nelson, put Willie Nelson in it. But I'm glad that it's not posthumous. Yeah. That he gets to be there and perform Dude, he's like performing and accept the award. This weekend. <laughs> he, he he hasn't stopped touring his whole life. Have you ever seen him? Yeah, I have. I've seen him twice. Yeah. And one of the times it was Willie Nelson, John Mellencamp. I was gonna say Cougar Mellencamp, but he's not the Cougar Coug. anymore. And then Bob Dylan. And I was there to see Bob Dylan. And uh, John Fogarty, the, the, the minor Fog- league baseball tour. Fogarty wasn't at the one I was at. Okay. It was it was Mellencamp, uh, Willie Nelson and Dylan. And Willie Nelson was amazing. Mellencamp didn't give a. I didn't go there to see him at all. Stole the show. No way. He was great. Nice. Yeah. And you know, Dylan's Dylan. He, Dylan's Dylan. He kind of phones it in, but yeah. You know, it's a legend. I've seen Dylan twice, and yeah. um, I would rather listen to albums. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, he phones it in because I've seen him. Here's what makes me mad about that: you pay like sixty bucks, you go, and he kind of drones. Only sixty? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! You got away with one. right. And then. Uh, and then, you know, you're like, well, he doesn't have it anymore. And then he, he goes and does, like, late night, and he plays the piano, and he sings really well, well, as well as he can. And uh, you're like, okay. So he's just phoning it in for Albuquerque. I get it. I get it. <sighs> the auteurs and musicians of one of the very rare Perfect Ten albums, mm-hmm. What's the Story, Morning Glory, Oasis is still waiting to get in. I feel like they, I feel like it, it, they, they are one of those bands that it's going to be awesome that they don't get in. I love them. Just to troll them. Just to troll them. Because their attitude sucks yeah. so bad. Well, but then you also want to see them get in. Because you want to see if they both show up and they both go up there. Because they won't. No, no way. No way. They have to have separate ceremonies yeah. for each brother. The guitar player or what, like the drummer will have to come up there and be like, thank you for giving us this award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> both the brothers thank you for this award. I know they both couldn't be here because they hate each other. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my personal favorites, uh, metal legends Motorhead, have still been getting snubbed. Uh, but, but Metallica's in. Congratulations, Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, George Michael, Willie Nelson, the Spinners. Yeah. We didn't mention the Spinners, absolute legends. DJ Cool Herc, Link Ray, Shaka Khan, Al Cooper, Bernie Toppin, Don Cornelius, yeah, and then... Awesome. First ballot, Rage Against Rage. the Machine. Hell of a class. Yeah. That's pretty strong. Do you think any of the spinners are around? 
Um, well, I mean, didn't, didn't they have the song I'll Be Around? Yeah. Okay, we'll see if they are. Big hit in 1973. We're going back to sports when we get back. We're talking Lakers, Warriors. My bandwagon Lakers versus Chris's Warriors. You're listening to Two Men on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. The king of sports talk. I have not given myself no credit lately. The Jim Rome Show, weekdays at 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. Program in question, of course, being two men on 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Live from ABQ Axe. Just a smidgen east of San Mateo on Osuna. You hear the drilling. You hear the clanking. You hear the ninja stars whizzing. Oh, man. You hear the beers being poured. Mm. You hear the chicken wings a frying. Mm. You hear me munching on these delicious truffle garlic aioli fries. Excellent. I'm just, this is a spot. I'm just making noises. This is good radio. I'm all, mm, 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 ah, mm, yes. You're talking about all the things I like. Mm. And I don't know who's DJing right now, but in the background, we got Good Vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. I'm getting amped, brother. Yeah. wonder where the Funky Bunch is now. Hey, speaking of, look look what I'm wearing right now. Oh, you have some Calvin Klein undies. Calvin Klein undies in honor of Marky Mark when worlds collide, brother. I'm telling you. I wonder if anybody calls him that ever. Marky Mark? Yeah. And he fights them? Oh, you know he's going to. Back in especially the day. Especially if they're. Marky uh, Mark, yeah. Fights them, especially if they're mm. an Asian immigrant. See, we should get. That to, happened. Oh, it did. Google that. We should get Sean Merriman to fight Marky Mark. Oh, my God. I got Sean <laughs> Merriman so many times over. Yeah. I mean, I just want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's got a redemption story, doesn't he? Like, Marky Mark's like a better dude now? I guess so. He uh, teach. I know the story you're talking about. He tried to make up with the guy, and the guy was like, "Nope." Like, no, no, thanks. No, you hate crime to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to apologize to you. You hate crime to me, Marky right? Mark. Yeah, I don't care if you look good in Calvin Klein <laughs> underwear. You're a hate crime. When he when he got mad at Andy Samberg for the SNL, um, you know, depiction. Yeah, I was like, "Come on, dude! What a loser!" He, and he I grow mean, up, and he also created Entourage. That is a thing. It was based off of his uh, his group his crew. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm not an entourage guy. No. Miss me with entourage. I, I don't think it really holds up if you rewatch it again. You're kind of uh, like, oh, these guys are awful. Yeah, they're like very date rapey. Yeah. 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 There's that. Yeah. I've never been an entourage guy. Mm-hmm. It's one of the series all time that have missed me. Yeah. Entourage and Dexter. I. I never did Dexter. First. Four seasons of Dexter were good. And That's then, what people say. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tough to watch a show these days when some people go, four of the seven seasons are great. Sure. Uh, and you go, oh, okay. Yeah, okay, so I just won't start. Yeah. I don't want to be disappointed later. Right. Yeah. But it is good. <laughs> it's just blaring. And then he did that movie, Rockstar. If you watch the uh, the DVD extras, he was on stage during one of the scenes, and they start they started playing this song, and he immediately started going into the the way he would dance during a concert during this song. 
That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That is absolutely hilarious. I was like, that's great. Apparently, this turned from Star Wars Day into expletive deleted Marky Mark Day. Mm. <laughs> he which, does live in L.A. where the Lakers play. Which is fine. Yeah. By the way, um, I'm going to apologize for Marky Mark up and down because of his uh, character in The Departed. Oh. Which could not have been better at all. That, that was, honestly, best part in the, in the movie. Yeah. He just yeah. crushed it. I'm all, I'm all big Lakers fan, Marky Mark Wahlberg. He's probably going to hear that and drive down here and fight me. <laughs> big Boston Celtics fan. Celtics guy. It's hard growing up in Boston. I get it, Marky Mark. you gotta, <laughs> you got to beat people up and right. commit some hate crimes. Sure. I understand. Yeah. It's, a hard, hard, it's hard out there. It's, it's hard out there. hard out there in the streets, Marky Mark. For a Marky Mark. I got some good news for you, Chris. Yeah, what's the good news? Home teams in the playoffs... Mm-hmm. Who have lost the first game are fifteen and zero in game two. Oh, geez, That's the Warriors a have a chance to make it sixteen and zero. So it's almost guaranteed. Did you hear what I just said? Betting public, yeah. all my gambling friends out there, fifteen and zero home court advantage. If you lose the first game, you are guaranteed to win mm-hmm. the second one. Does that continue tonight for your? Golden State Warriors, Chris. Absolutely. I mean, the Warriors are also one of those teams that are almost near impossible to beat back-to-back in the playoffs. Okay, okay. I mean, just really. I mean, let's look at the last game. Anthony Davis had, what, 30 points? If Anthony Davis doesn't 30 and 20. Yeah. In order for the Lakers to win, they're going to need LeBron and Anthony Davis to both play at the highest level again. And I don't know if Anthony Davis can do that back-to-back. I mean... We'll see. He hasn't in quite some time, no, right? No. Anthony Davis is a dude. Like he's a top mm-hmm. five NBA player when he's healthy. Right. But how often is Anthony Davis going to be healthy in back-to-back playoff games, especially ones against the Dynasty Warriors right. at home? I mean, are, and, and are the Warriors, if they get the same situation, are they going to let Poole take that shot again? No. I mean, you've got... Two of the best shooters in the history of the franchise, history of the NBA, and Jordan Poole's taking the last shot. I mean, you you, you know, you can't you can't do that. Uh, yeah, like an almost thirty footer. <laughs> yeah, with with time, right? With time for one or two more passes, and then and to then, better shooters. But but to the to their you know accolades, the the rest of the team came out and said, hey, that, you know, that's that's the team we are. He takes that shot every time if we let him. I, th- I mean, that's the kind of, you know, you yeah. hit the nail on the head just yeah. now. That's the kind of teammates they are. Right. That's the kind of locker room they have yeah. that they're going to immediately pick up their dudes. Yeah. Because if he didn't have the confidence to take that shot, he has no business on the court for the Warriors in right. the first place. Right. I, I mean, you look, at, you look at the team historically, and, you know, you have the Splash Brothers. You have Draymond Green. But you, but you always have had, like, another player out there that, could be clutch. Um, Harrison Barnes was there. Yeah. Igudala was there. So, I mean, throwing Poole into that role isn't a shocker. You know? I know people are out there like, I can't believe they let him do it. But, I mean, they have a history, that Harrison Barnes. I mean, Igudala's always kind of like in the – you wouldn't hear Igudala's name all season long. All of a sudden in the playoffs, it's like, you know. I'm going to get my dork on real quick and let you know that the average – Points won by mm-hmm. by a playoff home team 
who loses game one mm-hmm. in game two is plus 16.2 points. Wow. So whatever the spread is, take the Warriors and the points. Right. Interesting. Um, I'm so I see them coming back in a big way. Look, the Lakers already did their job. Yeah. If I'm the Lake, obviously I want to win. You want to win every game. It's right. the playoffs. If you can go up 2-0 on the defending champion, Dynasty Warriors, you go mm-hmm. up 2-0 on the Splash Brothers and a couple of other dudes, if you can do that, <laughs> you're a guaranteed to win the series because the Warriors are the worst road team mm-hmm. of any team that made the playoffs. Right. This season. You're you're guaranteed to win these games in Los Angeles barring your health. If if your team is healthy and you're at home playing the Warriors, congratulations, you won the game. Right. So I mean, we'll see what happens, but I feel like the Warriors, you know, they they dealt with a lot of injuries over the season. And one thing is is they've they've come into the playoffs. I mean, everybody seems to be pretty healthy. And, I mean, they lost, you know, the first game. But they're not one of those teams that they're like, okay, we're going to come out with the same game plan. They're going to they're gonna adjust. Steve Kerr is an insanely excellent coach. And uh, I don't think – I think, you know, tonight it's it's going to be a warrior. You know, I mean, I hope it's I hope it's a landslide. So Steph Curry's a few years younger than LeBron. Okay. Uh, the Lakers go to the basket more. They get significantly more free throws. If Anthony Davis is healthy, LeBron James is healthy – and Rui Hashimura and D'Angelo Russell are playing above-average basketball. The, I think the Lakers are the best team in the West. That being said, the Warriors are at home, and I just told you that the Lakers, if they win, they will defy the history of basketball. I will repeat this again. Home teams who lose game one have won the last 15 game twos. That is 15-0, 15 series in a row that this has happened. Gamblers, get out on them streets. And it goes even further. The average winning margin for this same situation is over 16 points. The Warriors are seven-point favorites. This is a gambler's dream right now. I hate saying my team is going to win because every time I think that, (laughs) I feel like I jinx them. And everybody's like, well, then that'd be, you know, you have some sort of, you know. You're not a real fan. <laughs> you're tied to the team. And I'm like, I want them to win. It excites me when they win. And, uh, you know, I hope, I hope it's a really good game. I mean, and then by a good game, I mean, I hope they win by 20. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, they're supposed to win by 16.2 points. Well, it's the Warriors. They got to win so by there's more that. than that. You got to show them what's up. I still have the Lakers winning this series. Sorry to break it to you, brother. I got Lakers in six. I'm assuming you got Warriors in seven? Seven, yeah. You know, at least. So, I mean, what you're saying is then that Draymond is going to have a technical foul after he kicks somebody, and that he's probably going to miss a game or two, and then they're going to capitalize that on a win. No, I just think the Lakers are the better team. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if Anthony Davis is healthy and LeBron's if, healthy, if they're the Davis better team. If Anthony Davis plays like he did in game one all series, I think the Lakers will win. If <laughs> Yes. If Anthony Davis goes, <laughs> goes 30 points, 20 rebounds, five blocks, I mean, Steph five Curry, assists all series, he yeah. turns into Wilt Chamberlain. Right. Steph Curry traditionally has, like, one bad game a series. So, you know, you guys can capitalize at the right moment. It's all... It's all right moment and momentum, and we'll see. 
we'll see. I mean, I'm I, the thing is, is like I kind of feel like in the last couple of years, LeBron and the Lakers have kind of become a punching bag. Sure, and I yeah. feel like they need to make a good run, but I feel like the Warriors also have one last run in them. I don't know if they've got you know everybody's like, ooh, how many more years they got left to you know this 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 lineup, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. Because we, we, we got to see in the offseason what happens to Draymond. The last time the Los Angeles Lakers, where LeBron James and Anthony Davis were healthy and they had help, mm-hmm. they won the championship. I see this happening again this okay. year. Give me Lakers in six, and the next series, give me Lakers in four over Denver. I don't care. I well, don't, don't want to watch Nikola Jokic. He's boring. I know yeah. he's really good. He's boring. Get over it. When we get back, some NFL quick hitters. We're talking Lamar, and we're talking some of the most petty draft behavior I've ever heard of. This is hilarious. You're going to love this, Chris. Okay. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. The only part of your morning that doesn't suck. The opening drive with Jeff Simbietta and J.J. Buck. Weekday mornings from 7 till 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Walk hard. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, giddy up, giddy up. One of my favorite intros, I swear to God. Hard. Welcome back to the program. Boys are having a lot of fun out here at ABQ Axe. If you haven't been here, get out here. Not now, but right now. You're listening to 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Uh, Chris, I know you like to have a good time. By the way, join today at ABQ Axe with Chris, the mayor of downtown Burnett, uh, host of 10 Drink Minimum Podcast. Where can you find this podcast, my friend? Everywhere. Just Google it, man. We're on all of the podcast platforms. And if you find one that we're not on, please let me know because I'd be shocked. Besides everything about you, mm-hmm. one of my favorite things about you is you like to have a good time. I do. And ABQX has a new special here, and this is only for dudes who like to have a good time. Excuse me, dudes and or ladies. Mm. I use dudes in a non-sexual manner. Thank you very much. Nondescript. We got a lunch special here. Let me tell you what's going on. A measly $20. Okay. Okay. Pretty much you can spend that anywhere you go to eat nowadays. You could just lose $20. Yeah. You could just drop it and not yeah. even notice it. For $20, Wednesday through Friday, right here at ABQX, mm-hmm. in between noon and 3 p.m., let me tell you what $20 gets you. Okay. A pint of beer. Ooh, like it. It's a good deal, right? A pint Love of beer it. for $20. I mean, that's not a good deal, but I also... Hold on, there's oh, more. All right, all right. You can get an order of hatchet wings. Love that. Which you've had before. Love them. They're fantastic. Big a fan. dry rub, mm. unique just to here at ABQX. Yeah, yeah. And you get to throw ninja stars for See? 30 minutes. You get to throw ninja stars for 30 minutes on your lunch break. Are you kidding me? So, okay. So, hold on. This this place is kind of right in the hub of, like, a lot of businesses, right? Correct. You're all stressed out. Yes. You've had that morning. Ugh. Uh, somebody went, oh, a case of the Mondays. But it's not Monday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday through and Friday. And you got to come in at lunch, get some wings, drink a beer, and throw sharp objects? Yes. Throw ninja stars for 30 minutes while you eat wings and sip a beer. Win-win. This is the best day that's ever happened. And by the way, 
every Thursday, every throwing Thursday, mm. when we're here, yeah, seven dollars and fifty cents off per person mm-hmm. per hour. Okay, that is cheap. They're giving it away. But I tell you what, if you a lady, Ooh. and you know I love the ladies, Chris, you do. Fifteen dollars per hour every Thursday. Oh, that's great. It's cheap. Yeah. Give it away. You know, imagine like. At my job, everybody's like, Chris, what's your secret? You, you, you come back from lunch, and you seem way more relaxed. Uh-huh. I'll be all, well, it's my secret. But the secret is, I'm drinking beers, eating wings, and throwing stars. <laughs> yeah, baby, let's yeah. go. Yeah. That's amazing. So you are, you know, I asked you during the break, mm-hmm. and, and you looked at me weird because I didn't ask you a follow-up oh, question. Okay. I asked you, are you into Curb Your Enthusiasm? I feel like Curb Your Enthusiasm is like my... The show that, like, uh, you know, like everybody's like, oh, I found my 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 soul. What is it? Uh, the, the, the spirit animal. The spirit animal. Yes. Show. And oh, and yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like my girlfriend is like, I love your curmudgeon because I'm very curmudgeon, and uh, it, it turns a lot of women off. And so the the woman I love now, she's like, I love your curmudgeon, and it's very Larry David. Like yes. I'll see someone parked wrong, and I'll be all, "Look at this!" <laughs> like I hate when people violate the rules of like the the, the societal contract, you know. <laughs> like Larry David, I'm the same. The the reason I ask yeah. you is because I know you saw the last season of Curb mm-hmm. Enthusiasm, where Larry opens the Spite <laughs> store. Dude, this was my favorite thing, and then everybody loves it, and they open their own Spite store. Correct. So Larry opens his Spite <laughs> store uh-huh. because he got a bad. He got a. A, a cold cup of coffee yeah. and a crunchy scone. And he, and he complained, and the guy was like, you complain too much. You're out of here. Yeah. I love when, the, when he's <laughs> building his store, and they're like, uh, we need to f- uh, figure out the, the, the bathrooms. Where are we going to put the toilet? And he's all, no. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? He's all, no toilet. <laughs> the people got to go number two. Ah, they can go somewhere else. And the reason I bring up the Spite <laughs> store, Larry David's Spite mm-hmm. store on Curb Your Enthusiasm, is because Bill Belichick made a spite trade oh. in the 2023 NFL Draft. Bill Belichick hates the Jets. Okay. Much like most of the country right. hates the Jets. Well, but not as much as Bill Belichick hates the Jets. Bill Belichick does not make trades within his division. Bill Belichick does not make trades within his conference. But the Steelers organization knows how much Bill Belichick hates the Jets. So the Jets are set to pick Georgia offensive tackle Broderick Jones right after Mm -hmm. the Patriots draft. Okay. So the Patriots had their eye on cornerback uh, Christian Gonzalez, and then there's two more picks, and then you got the Steelers. But the Steelers say, hey, Bill, hear me out. I hate the Jets. You hate the Jets. What do you say we do the old switcheroo and we'll take the next player that the Jets want, Georgia OT Broderick Jones. The Jets were 100% guaranteed. Everyone knew they had their eye on this guy. Everyone knew they are going to make this pick. And Bill Belichick let them move up to that pick and steal this player from the Jets for peanuts. <laughs> The Patriots moved down three spots from 14th to 17th, and all they got for it was the 120th pick. <laughs> that is that is the most spite store yeah. of a draft trade I've ever seen in my life. 
just to screw over the Jets, he gave away draft capital. Just to screw over the Jets, he got peanuts in a trade. Just to screw over the Jets, he helped the Steelers become a better football team by stealing this player that the Jets had their eye on. I am here for this. I am here for it. I love it so much. I'm going to tell you why. Because it screws over the Jets, and it screws over the Patriots kind of too. Yeah. They, 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 you know, they... They, in order to, and, and I'm, I'm here for this because I want to tell you about Tendrick Minimum real quick. Okay. We have said this on our show. We are a spite show. Love it. After that Larry David episode, um, or that whole arc in the season. And I am all for the Patriots screwing themselves yes. just to screw the Jets, just because, hey, this hurts us, but it hurts them worse. Yes. This is something they actually want. We probably don't really care, but hey, let's do this. I am a hundred percent in for this. Like this is pure peak Bill Belichick. Mm. This is as hatred as it gets. This is as speaking of Star Wars Day. This is as Sith as oh, it gets. Love it. I won't help myself, but mm. I will hurt you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. For I'm that. This. I'm that guy when you play a video game and it's like one where you make choices, and by the choices you make, you become evil or or, or good. I go evil every time, and my girlfriend's like, why do you do that? I'm like, it just seems more natural. I don't know. You know, I'm just all for it. I'm, you know, I'm the, I'm the rude guy. I'm, you know, whatever. Well, lucky for us, you're good in real life. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're a nice person <laughs> no, yeah. in real life. I am. Luckily for us. But that's you're... fantasy. I get to, you know, who wants to be, who wants, you know, I don't want to be Hulk Hogan. I want to be Ric Flair. I want to be the, the, the guy that comes out, and I'm like, you know, Ravishing Rick Rude would always come out, and he'd be like, you know, whatever city, tell these, you know, Albuquerque sweat hogs to shut up <laughs> yeah. so I could take my robe off for the ladies. I'm that guy. I thought that was amazing. You yeah, know? it's hilarious. It's fun. Give it's me all fun. the heel. I mean, this, this makes the rivalry better. Yeah. Because we get to talk about this every time they meet up. Exactly. Every time that you see the Steelers offensive tackle, Broderick Jones, you're, you're like, Jets legend, Broderick Jones. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, how do you feel if you're him? I mean, you're just happy to be drafted, probably, right? Oh yeah, he's a, but like you know, everybody's like, you know, everybody's going to ask him. So, uh, how do you feel about being part of the spite trade with the Patriots and the you know? Uh, I'm just happy to be with the P- Pittsburgh organization. And uh, oh my God, Chris, I forgot to do something. Uh oh, I forgot to give out God Smack tickets. <gasps> I'm not you want some God Smack tickets? Probably. I'm not the one who's so far away. You could give them away. Can I? When we get back, we're giving away God Smack tickets. 505-246-0610. Call in right now. Super producer Steph Griffin is waiting for you. How many should we give away right now? Two. Uh, two. Let's give away two. Let's give it two tickets. Two sets of two yeah. going right now. Get your God Smack tickets. 505-246-0610. The first two callers get two sets of two during this commercial break. When we get back, we got a fun interview for you. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. The Duke City's home for sports. Hell yeah. Yes. That's a yes. This is 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. The boys are having a lot of fun with it at ABQX. 
just a smidgen east of San Mateo on Osuna. Get down here. Uh, as long as the boys are here on Throwing Thursdays, $7.50 off per person, per hour. And guess what? We got coaches here to help you. Are you scared? Are you timid? you never done this before? You're afraid you're going to cut off your toe? Don't worry about it. We got coaches here to show you how this is done. Come have a pint, a beer, and or cider from Red Door Brewing. We got some hatchet wings. We got the best fries probably I've ever had in my life. Yeah. The, the truffle fries, the Viking fries, the hatchet fries. This is the place to be. ABQ Axe. And speaking of coaches... Speaking of Vikings. Speaking of Vikings. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Vikings. <laughs> Lars Stendera, what's happening, my friend? Your name even sounds Hanging Viking. out, hanging out, having fun, throwing I, some axes. This is the joint, right? This yeah. is the place to be. It is. It's a fun place to be at. Yeah. So how, how did you stumble? Uh, you got a really cool journey. I mean, I want to get into this in a second, but, I mean, how did you stumble into the axe-throwing world? I got a text Actually, my wife got a text and it said, come on down to the Axe Place and check it out. And so <laughs> literally came down here, talked with Diana, and the next thing you know, I was in here throwing axes. And they showed me how to do it because I haven't thrown axes before. But they showed me how to do it, and now we're coaching people and having fun down here. I mean, nice. speaking of coaching, like, you, you get a bunch of newbies in here all the time who are, like, maybe, like, a little scared. Like, they pick up the axe and they're shaking a little bit. They're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen when I throw this axe? But we got you guys here to teach the person, walk them through the process, that how, what's the average? Like, they throw X amount of axes. It takes X amount of minutes before, bam, 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 you're hitting the board every time. I'd say we can get most people set up in about five minutes. Oh, wow. Dude, so that's sweet. For that's an individual. Cool. Yeah, each person, and we have them all throwing usually within 10 minutes for a group. Wow. Group of five, we got you throwing. Uh, if you're having a hard time sticking it, we have different coaches. We have we move you around on your spot, and we get you going. We show you the safety and keep you safe. I mean, um, I mean, because look, I mean, you got it right on the wall right there, and you guys preach safety here. You got the house rules. Like, there's a lot of very simple things to keep everyone safe. Like all, you know, every lane is sectioned off with fencing. You got the bounce-proof floors. I mean, you got the walls that are going to keep your feet safe. And then you got the other house rules. Like, for the people who might worry that, like, hey, I'm throwing axes. Someone's going to get hurt. That's not the case, right? That is not the case. Yeah, we are very safe around here. Uh, we've constantly got coaches walking around, checking on people's throws, making sure that they're following the rules and following the, the steps that we show them in throwing. And it's not about how hard you throw the axe. Sure. It's really about the technique. And so you don't have to throw the axe really hard to actually get it to stick. And, in fact, last night I was watching a show, and they were talking about how the harder you throw the axe, the, the less aim you've actually got. Boom. And so you've got to find that middle, middle ground to get it to stick properly. It's like Ken Griffey in baseball. You know, you had these power hitters, and then you had this guy that was just – his technique was so immaculate. just pop, pop. So – how often, like, uh, what kind of confidence builder is this for people? Well, I, it's funny when we see the, um, some of the older folks come in, and as soon as they get that fir first stick on the mm -hmm. board, they just all of a sudden, they're like, they, their face lights up. They're like, oh, yeah. oh, wow, this is fun. I like this. And right. they're kind of skeptical about it at first. And then as soon as that, that axe sticks on that board, all of a sudden, they're smiling, and they're like, oh, I can do this, and this is fun. Let's, let's do some more of it. And then we got the stars that we break out, and that's a little confidence booster right there, <laughs> the throwing stars, you know. If, if, 
I were to look at you, I'd be like, this is a dude who knows how to throw axes. Right. But it's not just for dudes in flannel shirts with big beards who drink and pound in the beers. Named Lars. Like, named <laughs> named <laughs> Lars, by the way. But, I mean, the ladies can do it, too. Yeah. yeah. We've got a ladies' night, and it's Thursday nights while we're down here right now. Um, we have ladies' night, and we get a lot of ladies coming in here, and they're a little skeptical also. And, you know, within five, ten minutes, they're up, and they're throwing, and they're having fun, and they're like, oh, hey, I didn't realize that I could do this. And, and they enjoy it, and we love to have the ladies come on down and have fun with us. And we've got good food, good eats, good drinks. It's a fun time. And one of the best uh, axe throwers in the region, in the state, in the country, is a lady. Yes. And this is her home court right here. Yes, it is. And as a matter of fact, what's, it's actually, uh, don't tell everybody, although we're on the radio, okay. but usually the ladies throw better. Ooh, especially at the beginning. challenge accepted. Especially at mm. the beginning. They're, and they're usually thrown good. Look, by the way, out there, dudes, whether you're single or dating or married, not a better date night out there, right? This is a great place for a date night. Yeah, I mean, you come down here and you think you're going to have some competition uh, with your girl, and, and you are. Yeah. So it's a good place to <laughs> I, come I feel down like, here. I feel like it's a place where you take a date for the first time, and, the, and you know, the lady's like, ugh. And then they get into it probably more than the guy probably does. Yeah. A right? lot of the time, yeah. One thing to keep in mind, though, if you're coming down here, we do, uh, we do require closed-toed shoes. Yep. So for ladies' night... I know you're going to be all done up and everything, but come on down here with some closed-toed shoes, too. Yeah, so tell your lady, to, you know, don't surprise her. Yeah. And, and again, if you, if you bring your open-toed shoes, they provide some Crocs. We've oh. got Crocs. We've got Crocs in all sizes Crocs here. Crocs and socks. You need to <laughs> <laughs> rock out with your Croc out here. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So what kind of, I mean, I feel like this is a really great thing for maybe like a bunch of people at work to do, like maybe come out after work or like in a corporate event. Do you guys do such such events like that? Yeah, we do. We actually, we have a two-hour event where you've got a coach with you the entire time, and it's for parties of six or more. Okay. And it's 40 bucks for two hours. And uh, we get into, we show everybody, we go over the safety process, we show everybody how to throw, we make sure everybody's getting some sticks in that board. And then we throw, we play some games, and the coach is going to go over the games with you, keep score, keep the energy up, and keep, the, keep it flowing. And then we throw some stars and play some games with the throwing stars. We have, uh, usually it's four stars per lane, and we play a couple of games with that, and then we break out the big axe. And so that yeah. is only something, yeah, the big axe. And it, oh. it's something that is only part of a two-hour group function. We don't, we don't do that otherwise, and it's a full-size axe, and we throw it for about 20 minutes at the end of the group event. Oh, man. Any, basically, any situation you want to get together, have fun, you're with the homies, you're with the ladies, you're on date night, anniversaries, holidays, birthdays, team building, group events, you can do it all here. Yes, you can, yeah. Also, and if you're by yourself and you need to release some steam, mm. whether it's you're by yourself or you're with your work friends, you got the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday lunch special. Yes, we do. <laughs> Come so on fun. down. We got 30 minutes. You get a pint of beer, some hatchet wings, Diana's special recipe. You get some throwing stars, and you get a throw for 30 minutes <laughs> for so 20 bucks. I love it so much. And that is in between 12 p.m. and 3 p.m. Oh, wow. ABQ Axe, the absolute place to be. We're having a lot of fun here. We're here every other Thursday. We got the Throwing Thursday special. Whether it's ladies' night or not, any friend of the show, 
comes down here. $15 per person per hour. An absolute steal for what they provide here. Having a lot of fun at ABQ Axe. A smidgen east of San Mateo on Osuna. You can't miss it. The windows are all tatted up. You know exactly where you are when you get here. Lars, you a Star Wars fan? I do like Star you Wars. You like Star yes. Wars? All right. When we get, you want to sit in with us for one more? Well, sure. Okay. When we get back, we're going to do the I nine varsity of Star Wars characters. You're listening to Two Men on ninety five nine FM AM six ten V. Sports animal. Known a sentence to a known distance and dethrone in vengeance. The stone of presence. If I crawl and sentence from the robe and skin. Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Welcome back to the program. Two hours in the books, one more to go. Having a lot of fun here at ABQ Axe. Look, if you've been sitting around with this, I don't need to pump this place up anymore. You know how dope it is. Just get out here at the next chance you get. Today's I-9 Varsity Mm. in honor of May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, gentlemen. Mm. And with you. you. Joined again by Chris, the mayor of downtown Burnett, host of 10 Drink Minimum Podcast, your favorite podcast. And new friend of the show, ABQ Axe's Lars. Going to sit in with us for one more segment. Yes, I am. Appreciate you, man. So if you don't know what the I-9 Varsity is, Lars, I gave you the crass course during the commercial break and brand new friends of the show let me tell you so we just pick a random subject throughout the program and then we do our varsity and what the varsity of it's the best of the worst of the most ridiculous it's whatever you want it to be but it's our our top five our rushmore our totem pole whatever of a random subject that we selected throughout the show and this one was easy today because today's may the 4th may the 4th be with you Star Wars Day. So in the very first segment, within a minute of the program, we assign today's varsity as the varsity of Star Wars characters. By the way, if you've got a some after-school action, wants to learn about sports, wants to become a better athlete, there's camps, there's training, there's leagues, there's everything you want, check out i9sports.com. League Office 280. You could email them with any questions, leagueoffice280 at i9sports.com. Or if you want to go old school, just give them a call on your telephone, 505-312-4999. They're the best in the biz, and we are honored to to have them a friend of the show. Uh, Okay, Varsity of Star Wars characters. Anybody want to go first? You go first. I'll kick it off. My first and my I-9 varsity of Star Wars characters, I'm going with not a character. But to me, it's a living being in Star Wars. I'm going with the Millennium Falcon. Oh, I think I said the Force. <laughs> That's a, that would have been an excellent answer. But I'm going with the Millennium Falcon because okay. everyone knows That's what the Millennium good. Falcon is. Everyone can pick the Millennium Falcon out of a lineup. Everyone knows how legendary the Millennium Falcon is. It's just as much of a part of the Star Wars universe as any Star Wars character. Okay. So first on my I-9 varsity of Star Wars characters, give me the Millennium Falcon. Okay. I'm going to go with worst. 
Okay, worst. And uh, the worst Star Wars character of all time, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Jar Jar Binks. Yes. Perpetually known. I mean, the poor actor that played him got death threats. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, so bad. Which they brought him back. Did you know they brought the actor back in the new one? Yes. That's yeah. really cool. I mean, yeah. good for them to give him another shot, right. give him another gig. That's and hilarious. It's, it's, yeah. not, it's not the actor's fault. No. He was just playing what he was told to <laughs> right. do. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, as far if I could only imagine what the director was describing to Jar Jar Binks, and he's like, "Really? You want me to do this? Okay." Yeah, <laughs> Lars, what you got? Oh, I'm speechless. You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely the co-pilot of the Millennium Falcon. My favorite, Chewbacca. <laughs> oh, I was hoping somebody would have it. I mean, uh, uh, not me. I do not have that, but no? definitely. Definitely awesome. Minimal words, didn't say too much, which was great. Yeah. You know? And always there, always by, his, by Han's side. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. He's a dude. Yeah. And how I, they, I like how they expanded the Wookiee universe and, and other mm-hmm. movies and mm-hmm. other series to, like, it's not just one dude. They're the whole race with their whole backstory and a planet and their own tragedies and their own <laughs> shortcomings and befallings and redemption stories. It's a great answer, great first answer. So uh, is Disney going to do a, a show on them? On you one hundred percent know. Well, with the success of Grogu, with the success of I mean, Baby Yoda, you got to have a baby Chewbacca we, now, we right? Do. We do. We just need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Griffin, you I in only, on this one? Yeah, I only came up with. I could only really think of one. Okay, but it's go. kind of a group of people. So, all right. In every movie, I love. When they go to the bar, I love to see what the band looks like. Okay. So I love the band. Oh, sweet. The band in all the movies. They always in have some In true Griffin fashion, she steals my next answer. <laughs> next on my I-9 varsity of Star Wars characters, uh, I'm going to ruin my theme real quick. I'm going with inanimate objects. I'm going with characters in the series that aren't characters. Uh, and I'm going with the Moss Eisley Cantina. Okay. Which uh, has, like, the most notable band, Griffin, mm-hmm. to right. piggyback on your answer. Yes. Uh, the dudes are legends. Yeah. That song has been remixed in every genre Max, of music. Max Rebus or something? Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Max Rebus band. Yeah. Uh, it is, that song has been remixed into every genre of music. I've heard EDM remixes. Oh, I've heard yeah. hip-hop remixes. I've heard metal remixes of that one uh, song. A local band, the Saltine Ramblers, actually do a version of it. So That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go number two worst characters, and uh, I'm going to stomp on uh, yours a little bit, Lars. Sorry. But in the holiday special, (laughs) as a tie, Chewbacca's entire family. Awful. Have you ever seen the holiday special? Of course. The whole whole Wookiee family in the weirdness and awfulness, terrible characters. The holiday special. Have Have you ever seen it? It's on YouTube for free. It's terrible. Of course I have yeah. not seen it. I think, that, I, think, I think there's a documentary coming out. I think I might have missed that About one. it. So Okay. So Well, so now I have something terrible to go home oh, and watch. Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. <laughs> it been is reading my diary. Quite literally. I mean, there's, um, it's in 70s fashion where they, they try to cash in on everything. There's people like in Stormtrooper outfits dancing. Um, they watch some weird not-safe-for-work content <laughs> like one of the uncles does. So. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very weird. Very awful. Was this sanctioned? Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. And it was, oh, oh no. man, it was yeah. awful. It was just a, a money grab mm-hmm. before Star Wars make it, started making real money. Right. Oh, man, it was hideous. 
Well, Lars, you're up. You got another one? I'm going to have to stick to the furry creatures. Smart. Wicked. <laughs> the Ewoks. Yeah, I mean, come baby. on. Those two early offshoot movies that they did. And and then there was Tweak. You remember Tweak? <laughs> yeah. A little, little thing that ran around real fast. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love, I like the furry creatures. Yeah. Furry creatures, like, they, every single movie has a fantastic furry creature. Whether it's, like, furry or feathered or just weird looking or something, like, their their universes and you know the the different species and characters in their universe are just fantastic, fantastic. All right, I'm gonna stick with the theme that I already started. Next on my i nine varsity oh, you of Star for a uh, Griffin. Well, she said she only That's had okay. one. Well, uh, I kind of came up with another one, but I don't. Oh, know. please go. Okay, so I can't remember her name, but Anakin's mom. Momakin. Oh. Momakin. <laughs> yeah. I like her, and because her story is kind of intriguing. Because is she like Mary? Yeah, mm. it's like yeah, it's the Jesus story, right? Yeah, She's like Mary. right. So I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Sure, Mary. Sure, sure. virgin birth. Okay, <laughs> it just happened. Uh huh. The force did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The force snuck in. The force was strong. More like Metahorians. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Next on my I-9 varsity of Star Wars characters, I'm going with a place that I want to visit one day, and I hope it exists someday. I'm a beach guy, all right? I love a nice beach when I go on vacation. I want to hear the waves lapping. I want to get the sand in my toes. But there's no beaches in this city. Because next on my I-9 varsity... Star Wars characters. It's Cloud City. Oh, I thought you were going to say Tatooine. I know you did. I just, a little Shyamalan twist there, Chris. Uh, do you think they serve Colt 45? Yes, City? they do. Oh, man. <laughs> Does it every time. Which one's Cloud City? Now I can't even Cloud see. City is the one that Lando Calrissian runs. Mm-hmm. Okay. A.K.A. Billy gotcha. D. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. A.K.A. Yeah. the spokesperson for the aforementioned Colt, Colt 45. 45. Yeah. <laughs> Colt 45. 45. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for worst, third worst, I have another tie. It's uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Veru. Terrible characters. He just wanted to go into Tashi Station for some power converters. Uncle <laughs> Owen said no. <laughs> Terrible. Right? No Not encouraging trades, no. the trade industry. He just wanted, he just wanted uh, Luke to be a farmer. No. Terrible just join the, don't follow your dreams. No. Join the family business. Yeah. Just sell out for the man. Right. No, Uncle Owen. You're a jerk. Yeah. Let the kid follow his dreams. And then he was a jerk to Obi-Wan. Come on. Yeah. Why Obi-Wan? Yeah. Obi-Wan was protecting him by totally not protecting him in a right. way. Right. Somehow, I think. <laughs> exactly. Totally was. Ditching, he was, he was creepily watching from afar. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched from afar. Creepily. Lars, thanks very much for sitting down with us and joining us for another one. Really appreciate it. Uh, You're the absolute man. Get down here. Lars will show you how to throw an axe safely, how to have fun. Uh, He'll even teach you how to chug a Red Door beer, I think. Is that that in your job description, too? Well, it could be. You know, you might have to wait till the end of my show. That's extracurricular. No drinking on the job. I did want to ask him, how heavy, you know how he said you get to bring out this full axe? How heavy is that when you try to launch that? The big one? Yes. I'd say it's about six and a half pounds. Oh, my goodness. Of fury. That's oh, not yeah. bad. Fury. That's not bad. Sounds like a lot. And we, uh, we do have a kids' league oh. on Sundays oh, wow. also. Okay. So kids 
12 and older can come on down here. I heard you talking oh, about the kids' sure. activities a few minutes ago, and, and I did want to throw that out there. So we have a kids' league on Sundays, oh. and the kids can come on down on any given day. Kids Throwing Axes, that's my new band name. Oh, that's a very strong work. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. More of Chris's band names when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. There's only one Rome, and there's only one home for Rome. But I can't control what some of these people say. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the The sports Sports animal. animal. Uh, Welcome back to the program, Duke City. Having a lot of fun with it here at ABQX. Just a smidgen east of San Mateo on Osuna. Uh, It's throwing Thursday with the boys. $7.50 off per person per hour when you come hang out with the boys. Uh, Probably the best French fries I've ever had in my life. And that's an extra beer you can buy. And Okay. Yeah. Maybe two. Maybe two. Per hour. Yeah. Which is legal, I think. Right. You're listening to Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy Studio. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA. Lunch and a milkshake. That goes down at 66 Diner. Bands getting strong at Evolve Strong in the weekends. That's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. Joined on the program by a special guest. Friend of the show, friend in real life. Uh, hold on, let me get this right. Senior Vice President of CBRE, William Fitzgerald Eagle. My boy Billy, what's happening, dude? Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, dude, we're going to throw some axes and have some oat sodas here in a second. But uh, I wanted to get your opinion because, first off, you're a guy that likes a good deal. And you're getting a good deal right now at ABQ Axe. When you come down on throwing Thursdays, seven dollars and fifty cents off per person per lane per hour. But um, okay, I got a story for you, boys. Okay, Patrick Beverly went out and said today that if the Los Angeles Lakers, who are my favorite, to win the championship, do indeed win the championship, that the traded and disgraced and hated, and discarded, and unloved, and whatever horrible adjective you want to describe these human beings, Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook, if the Lakers win the championship, they want rings. Hate it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Chris hates it. Go to commercial, Griffin. No. (laughs) I'll tell you. Okay. First of all, if the the Lakers win, they're going to get a ring. That's just how it works. I've never heard of this not happening, right? When I went and saw uh, the Chicago Cubs after they won the World Series, a hot dog vendor had a ring on. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's not a joke. I didn't make that up. So I've never heard of a team who won the championship, didn't give a ring to everybody who played on the team that year. Right. But I've never in my life heard of a player come out who's been traded away and say, well, if they win, I, I should get a ring. And, like, mean it like what a hollow i mean say you do get a ring and you played on a team for half a season i feel like it's a very hollow like you know feeling okay so uh, i'm kind of conflicted on this number one 
you played for the team, you yeah. contributed to the, sex, to the success of the sure. team, wins and losses, you're in the locker room, you're sweating with these dudes, you're working with these dudes, mm-hmm. you put in the work. Right. It's not your, okay, it's totally your fault you got traded. But it's not your fault you got traded, that's the front office. Sure. Like, it's, it's not like you whipped your dong out in front of the secretary, mm-hmm. it's just you weren't a good fit on the basketball team, and they traded you. You're part of the team, they won the championship, Anybody who played on the team deserves a ring. Right. So I think Patrick Beverly is right in saying this. I think Russell Westbrook is right in saying this. Like, you played for the team. You deserve a ring. Well, I I say they deserve a ring because they played for the team. I don't think he should be out there going, hey, we deserve this. There lies the rub, right? Yes. Because this is super soft. Yes. Like, if they do, like, by chance, win it, like, Mm -hmm. cool, get a ring, like, have it on your mantle or whatever. Like, have a picture of you in the jersey sure. or your framed jersey or whatever, and then you got the ring. Yeah. Don't come out and say, well, if they win, I deserve a ring. I, I played be- for the team. I better get one, too. <laughs> I was there. So my, my old college roommate, uh, his name was Hector Ambrose. He Shout out like, Hector. Yeah, shout out Hector. Um, <laughs> he played for, like, 15 different teams in nine years in the MLB mm-hmm. and uh, played for, like, five games with the Giants. And ended up getting a ring. Yeah. But you don't go out and ask for it. It's, no, it's absolutely right. an not. unspoken rule that you kind of get one and you help the team get there. Right. You get a ring. I mean, if you're the third-string quarterback on the Patriots, you get a ring. But, I mean, do you really feel like you were there? And, like, you know, I mean, that's even, to me, like a, a real, like, you know, everybody's like, oh, you got a ring. And you're like, yeah, I didn't get to ever play, but I was there, you know. But these guys were like, yeah, we were there half a season. You better give it. Coming out and saying it is the worst part about it. Yeah, that is super soft. It is super weak. Yeah. Like, I get it. If, I, if I'm on the Lakers for one day, if I get into the game for one minute, mm-hmm. I'm like, give me that ring. I deserve that ring. Yeah. I mean, it would be funny if you did it. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, towel boy, maybe. Especially if you're, if you're Russell Back Westbrook. Back boy, maybe. Uh, former MVP Russell Westbrook. And this is how you get a ring? You played half a season with the Lakers? You know? That, that's <laughs> this just, is your ring. This is your, this is your <laughs> legacy. Well, I, I played half a season. I, I, you know, my Hall of Fame career is going to be, you know, we got, we got, I got a ring with, you know. Because people always say that. Well, he never got a ring. And then it, with whatever player. This always is, comes out in an argument. You're like, well, they never won a ring. And, and then someone will be like, well, they won a ring with that one team that they were on at, on the last season of their career. And they right. came off the bench. And you're like, ah. It's not the same. I don't know. Ring's a ring, man. Ring's a ring. I don't know. You were there. You were there. You were there. I mean, you didn't contribute in yeah. the playoffs when it really mattered. I mean, you didn't. You weren't a, a pivotal enough part of the team to continue to be on yeah. on the friggin' team. I mean, it's going to. But end you up, were there. It's going to end up on Pawn Stars anyway. But you know, whatever. Totally. <laughs> but still, totally. It's like uh, a, a friggin' personal example here. Mm-hmm. Like San Diego State went on their legendary run in March yeah. Madness this year. Mm-hmm. I worked for San Diego State for one single solitary day this year. Wow. They made it all the way to the championship. I mean, the guy who gave me the one-day gig, I text him. I was like, I got, so I am a seven-and-three-quarter ring size. So whenever, <laughs> whenever, whenever we win tomorrow for that one single solitary day that I was a San Diego State Aztec, so whenever out. we win the championship tomorrow, I, w- I can't wait to get my ring. Yeah. They wouldn't have been there without you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was the it was so funny. Um, a friend of the show, friend in real life, Josh Sushan, who is a San Diego State alum, 
Uh, he fills in and does audio for them every once in a while when they're in town playing basketball. He was out of town calling a baseball game. He's like, Van, you know how to work this equipment. Do you want to do it? I'm like, sure, I'd love to. Uh, met some really nice people, but, you know, I'm in the pit sleeping with the enemy. Mm-hmm. I'm working for the Aztecs for one day. And, you know, except for that paycheck, I felt super guilty until they went on this run in March Madness. And, like, I became, like, an honorary Aztec oh. for, like, two weeks. You should I was get, like, go, go uh, Aztec. Let's go, baby. You should get a headshot taken and print it out and then autograph it to him, to Josh Shushan, uh <laughs> Van Aztec announcer and hand it to him. <laughs> yeah. uh, San Diego State Aztec Tech. basketball it's audio, audio tech. tech. <laughs> yes. You go, here, I thought you might like this. I even got the frame for you. If this segment was enough, Patrick Beverly enough for you, wait till we get back. He opened his mouth again, and it just got dumber. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Are you amped? Don't do that. Don't do that. Come on, bro. The Jim Rome Jim Show Rome is up Show. next at 10. On 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. Still rocking at ABQ Axe. But the, I mean, we got 30 minutes left in the program, and we're going straight to the lanes. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. The throwing lanes. Yeah. Right? Throwing Thursday, baby. Are you going to throw, you going to toss axes? You just can go straight to the ninja stars, Chris. Ninja stars. Straight ninja stars. I meant to ask Lars, like, what's the best technique, overhand or frisbee style, or maybe underhand? Or you got to do, like, every angle, yeah. right? Because they're coming at you yeah. every single which way, a little behind yeah. the back, a little no-looker. Oh, see, now I want one of those karate magazines so I can look at all the weapons in the back. <laughs> do, do they have those little magnetic, like, armbands oh, you can throw yes. them straight off oh yes. that's so smart see you've yeah. seen american ninja one two and three <laughs> <laughs> yes not a ninja patrick beverly i don't think i've ever done back-to-back patrick beverly segments and this will hopefully be the last time yeah. but this is very interesting this is stupid you don't narc out your homies but this is interesting patrick beverly says that 50 percent of nba players do not love basketball and I quote, most teammates that I know don't love basketball are the really expletive deleted good ones, are the most skilled ones. It's the wildest expletive deleted in the world. Hmm. That is crazy. Uh, I mean, I feel like 50% is very high. I feel like there's been players that come in the NBA and they're like, wow, this guy's like the most athletic, uh, natural player. And then they'll come in and, you know, do nothing. And you're like, hmm, what happened there? And, I mean, some of it has to be where they just really didn't have a love of the game. I mean, it's like the the cliche of, like, locker room guys, right? Yeah. Oh, he, I mean, he's, he's the hardest worker. He's a gym rat. His, yeah. his nose is always in the playbook. I, like, those kind of guys are the ones that work their asses off to yeah. get that far. But I think what he's saying, and it's, it's probably, I mean, if you extrapolate this over every career field, across the earth it's like some dudes are just really good at it right and then they dial it in they don't work hard they don't prepare they don't practice they just dial it in and they're so damn talented they're still good at it i feel like this is a sign of the times like you're not saying this in the 80s there's no way 
Like you had those teams in the 80s that would win. You weren't playing with Michael Jordan, and you just kind of were there and just kind of phoning it in. You weren't doing that. You know, Larry Bird, same. You weren't doing that. Um, now, I mean, even up to Kobe Bryant, he would call Shaq out on a constant basis. He'd be like, if you worked out, you wouldn't be injured all the time. Right. We could win more championships. And Shaq was just like, well, I'm just naturally good at this. But yeah. I still think Shaq likes basketball. Oh, who do, who do you think you are talking about the diesel? You yeah. know, I, I the think diesel's the best player in the history of the NBA. I don't think who you think you're talking about talking about Shaquille. I don't, I don't think it's like that they don't like basketball, but when you are um, given that amount of money, then a lot of doors open in front of you as well, and maybe your focus gets kind of, um, you know, angled off to a different project sometimes. Billy right. Eagle joining us on the program for another segment. I mean, you played baseball in college yeah. for yep. UCLA. Like, I mean, you could see the difference, and like, a lot of these guys went to the pros. A lot of these guys were just there for the education, but, I mean, that's still a higher level of athletics. Did right. you see some guys that are like, this guy is naturally gifted, and do you see, like, this guy's a hard worker? Do you see examples of that? I mean, I, I was the naturally gifted one. <laughs> <laughs> but also you partied too hard and ended up blowing your shoulder. Well, it, it didn't go in that order, but maybe. <laughs> wow. I, I get it. Like, for me, basically everything I do in life, I'm just naturally gifted. So I can, you know, I can get what he's saying right here, and I put zero effort or practice or work mm -hmm. into anything I do ever, but somehow magically it always works out. So Patrick Beverly, I get you, dude. Like, I understand. No, I don't. I'm not good at anything. Well, okay. But anyways. I, ha I have some. Uh, okay. So you have players that are, were not naturally talented. They had to work harder their whole career. I mean, naturally yeah. they have to work harder. But, like, you have some players who are naturally gifted. They don't have to work as hard. I, I just don't like the extremes of, you know, you either love the game or you don't. I feel like there's some players that probably love the game. But, you know, they also have the other parts of their life that aren't, you know, spending all your time working on your nutrition, getting in the gym uh, three hours before practice, getting in the gym three hours after practice. Maybe they want to go see their kids play basketball. Sometimes there's other priorities in life. I don't feel like that it's just guys are like, well, I was I was just born to play this. I don't really care for it. I don't. I mean, there's probably one, you know, some of those, but it, there's no just cut and dry. You know, fifty percent seems really high. Fifty percent seems high. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, Patrick Beverly, like, he's known for hyperbole. He's known for being full of expletive deleted anyways. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I, I get what he's trying to say here. Sure. And, like, I, you know, like to rewind what I was saying earlier, this exists in every career field. Yeah. This exists in every walk of life. Like, there's, like, some kid can just play the piano when he's two years old. I mean, he's probably going to end up working at it eventually. But somebody works at the piano for 20 years and isn't as good as this two-year-old kid is. Like, this exists no matter what. Oh, I'm phoning it in right now. <laughs> you know, I, I went to UCLA so I could stay near the beach so I could continue to surf. Right. Yeah. And it's not like I don't love playing baseball. Right, but, exactly. But there are other things that have my attention as well. Like, the, like for another example, an accountant. Like, some people just got, like, a rain man brain, right? Some people just look at a spreadsheet, memorize it, and fill it out, and they're fine. And some people clip-clop away on the computer for 12 hours a day hustling to make that paycheck. Yeah. And some people, like, have to do for 30 minutes of work. They got the same eight hours of work. Yeah. I feel like that's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of players in the NBA that wouldn't have gotten there without hard work. There are some players in the NBA, they didn't really have to do too much, and they got there because, I mean, you know, maybe they were six foot eight, and, you know, automatically were athletic. Pay is measured by production, right? Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah.
I mean, you, Chris, you, you brought up the perfect example of Shaq and Kobe. Right. Like, you know, like, Kobe is the, the Mamba mentality. Oh, man. Nobody works harder than Kobe Bryant. And you at, should, too. Yeah, and you should, too. And if you want to be part of his crew, you want to be part of his, of his uh, wins, his part of his success, you have to work out that hard. But, like, you got the opposite end. You got Shaq who just floated by on natural ability right. and size and his sheer dominance all over. Like, the USA basketball team started slipping. Kobe showed up, mm-hmm. made them work their asses off, yeah. and then you got the story of the greatest basketball team in the history of the world. When Phil Jackson came to the Lakers, he went to, he went to Shaq, and he said, if you cut down all of these extracurricular activities, the movies, the rapping, whatever else, the DJ, if you cut all that out for one year, and give and give me your full attention. You'll be the MVP. You'll be we'll be champions. And I mean, I'm not saying Shaq doesn't like basketball. I'm just saying Shaq likes being Shaq. You know? Yeah. I mean, and, and a lot of this is tied into, I mean, I mean, nature versus nurture. Sure. A lot of this is personality, the way you're raised, blah blah blah. But like, some people don't want to work for 16 hours a day. No, you don't, you don't want to wake up at four in the morning. And go exercise, right. then then go to the gym, and then go to your trainer, then go to your dietitian, then take a nap, and go to your second workout, and you got all this done before you even go to actual basketball practice. Right. Then after that, you got film. Then after that, you got your next nutritionist meeting, your next yeah. physical therapist meeting, and then you got film study, and then boom, you go to sleep, and then you do it all again. That's not for yeah. everybody. Okay, you played you played in the collegiate level. I mean, as a season wears on. The focus of the team is always a struggle, right? Yeah. You've always got, you know, the coach always has to try to, you know, especially if you start losing, especially whatever. It's just not, everyone doesn't just have that hyper focus all the time. That's true. And, and yeah. you know, when, when you're in that type of organization as well, like every single hour of your day is mapped out. Yeah. You have to wake up at, at 4.45 in the morning to get to the gym by 5.15. Yeah. You work out 5.15 to mm-hmm. 6. You get breakfast and maybe sleep for like two hours again and then go to class and then you end classes at 1, and then you do field practice from, you know, 2 to 5. Mm-hmm. And then you would, well, because I was, I was, you know, both an outfielder and a pitcher, then I'd have to run with the pitchers in the evening. Right. <laughs> and then you just, like, yeah. you, know, you, you just keep doing that every single day. Right. And it does. It, it grinds you down. Sure. Some people just don't have that hustle. Yeah. Some people don't have that, that, that mamba mentality. Some people don't have that killer instinct. And, and I, can, I can understand that. Like, if you want to be the best of the best, you have to work at it. But I'm sorry, person who has the mama mentality and isn't a freak athlete like Kobe Bryant, who isn't the son of a fantastic basketball player, Kobe Bryant. It doesn't work out like that for everybody. Right. Just because just the one guy at work wants to put in 20 extra hours of overtime a week doesn't mean I should have to. Yeah. Just because, you know, I'm just saying. So I've got a quick little story to interject. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Um, when I was in high school... And uh, I was working out five days a week at 24 Hour Fitness, and I would always go at 8 p.m. because Carl Malone would be there. Uh, he wouldn't work out in a private gym or anything. He would go to 24 Hour Fitness every single weekday. To pick it was up underage chicks. That wasn't a game day. Yeah. No, he would. <laughs> I had like 20 Carl Malone signatures on my like plain white T-shirts because I would just keep getting the, the signatures. <laughs> just, like, keep getting, right there. just keep getting Carl Malone uh, signature yeah, over and over. Carl Malone like the uh, squirrel. Did I'm Carl Malone. Okay. Side note on the Carl Malone thing. There's this show on uh, Netflix now, and it's like King of Bling or something, where they it's like these guys that auction off sports memorabilia. Carl Malone has every jersey 
that the Dream Team wore in the games. Like after the after they were done, they just took them off and threw them on the floor, and his wife picked them all up. So he has all of the jerseys from the Dream Team, and they're all autographed with their shoes. And I was like, wow. Is that cool or is that really creepy? That's awesome. <laughs> his wife was just smart enough to know. She was just like, I'm going to pick all these up and keep them. She realized the, the, <laughs> the gravity of the moment. Yeah. 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 And like he, they walk into his like Carl Malone dealership on the show, and they walk into the area, and it's just all these framed jerseys of every player from the Dream Team. Which there used to be one here. Even Leitner. Yeah, so this was like 2002, <laughs> by the way. The yeah. guy's arms, like his shoulders, uh-huh. were bigger than bowling balls. <laughs> and he would do sets of 12 with like 315 on the bench yeah. while us high school kids were like struggling to get up 185. He was the mailman. And, and this was in the waning you know, twilight of his queer career. Yeah. He's also the size of four of you, Billy. Yeah, I would. I would hope. This well, was that's in, how he stayed that size. <laughs> and this was in L.A. Uh, in Orange County. Okay, because yeah, he played for the Lakers, right? The yeah, but they all lived in like like where I lived in Orange ah, County. I love that they were like, we're going to get Carl Malone, and we're going to get Gary Payton, and we're going to win championships. Nope. And Kobe <laughs> would fly them up to practice. Wow. That's really yeah. Jeez. Wow. You know, a lot of these guys that Patrick Beverly is talking about. Do not hustle. But you know who does? The winner of the stupidest award I've ever heard of in any sport, the Hustle Award. And we'll tell you all about it when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. The Jim Rome Show. I mean, I love the game, but I don't play the game. Weekdays at 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Hell of a program today, Duke City. Had a lot of fun with it out here at ABQ Axe. Uh, special shout out to Sean Merriman for joining us. Lights out fighting. Don't miss it this Saturday on Fubo TV. Thanks to Jonathan Andrews on the board of the Prater Willie Syndrome Association for joining us. Don't miss the Prater Willie fundraiser, May 28th, noon to 5. $50, all the axes you can throw. It's going to be an absolute blast out here for a great cause. Thanks to new friend of the show, Lars Stendera, for joining us, giving his perspective on axe throwing and uh, his perspective on Star Wars characters. Oh, yeah. That was and, a fun one. And, and like, I, like I said it earlier, man, that guy, yeah, you said it, I think. You walk in and you go, oh, of course that guy throws axes. Oh, duh. <laughs> I mean, he looks like, like an axe throwing guy. Thanks yeah. for uh, Diana and Angela for having us out here at ABQ Axe. Special shout-out to Dodo and Ange. You know we love you guys and support you however way we possibly can. And Chris, the mayor of downtown Burnett, my dude. That guy, man. You oh, that's me. Crushed it today. <laughs> crushed it today. Thank you, Patrick Beverly, for saying dumb stuff. So yeah. Content. Thank man, you. Man, a lot of yeah. stuff. A lot of Patrick Beverly today. But, uh, how, do, how do the friends of the show get a hold of your podcast? Uh, anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, Pandora, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. I was going to say iTunes, but I don't think that's a thing anymore. I was going to show my age, I guess. Yeah, it's just Apple Podcasts now, right? Yeah. yeah. Which you could also find, you could find yeah. two men on on all of the same ones. You could double dip. You can go back to back. Whichever order you prefer, I'm not telling you what to do. Whether 10 drink minimum leads off. Oh, yeah. And then two men on comes in and clears out the bases. My show's or you a, go vice versa. My show's a little more blue. 
but that's okay. You know, because it makes you say that. No, no, no. I say you know, I say some <laughs> some bad words here and there. Oh yeah, you're yeah, yours a little spicier. Yeah, a little spicier. Yeah, we uh, we work clean here on the radio. Yeah, the FCC is listening in. Mm. Okay. We we have our occasional slip up, but uh, it's never us. Right. It's always guests. The guests get spicy. Right. Passionate, passionate people on this program. I write mine into the scripts. Should, should I say a gamer word? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Also special guest today, Billy Eagle. Thanks for hanging out, buddy. Thanks for having me. We're about to have an oat soda and throw some axes in ten short minutes. So I didn't know this existed. Uh, I have a sports entertainment LLC. I have a sports entertainment radio show and podcast. I would like to consider myself a sports dork. And today I learned about a NBA award that uh, I think is pretty stupid. Okay. The NBA Hustle Award that's been around for seven years. Mm -hmm. And uh, the same dude has won it three out of those seven years, three out of the last five years. The Boston Celtics Marcus Smart has won the Hustle Award, and Nerd. I think this is just an insult, right? Yeah, it's the coach's award. You little yeah. tryhard, nerd. You little teacher's pet, you dork. So when you were playing sports, and the coach was like, "Okay, everybody, run!" This was the dude who outran everyone full throttle every practice, and everybody else was like, "Ugh, God." He's a guy who's like throwing up in the dugout after the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the opposite of what Patrick Beverly was talking about. Right. Also, Patrick Beverly of his former team, the Houston Rockets, won the first award. We have mentioned Patrick Beverly in three segments today. Mm. I don't know what I'm going to do with this program. Like I said, it's the guy that's just, coach is like, okay, you know, everybody keep a certain pace as you run, and this person is just full blast sprinting. You know, that one person that you hate. This is, in the dog world, this is the Chihuahua Award. Oh, yeah. This you, is the way too by, much energy. Do you, like, bring cupcakes to practice or something? <laughs> yes. He's, like, sitting on the bench, and the coach goes, going, yes, coach. <laughs> Boom, runs to the middle. Yeah, I mean, this, in the uh, Venn diagram, is this the Kiss-Ass Award? Yes. Is this the Teacher's Pet Award? Mm-hmm. Is this the Try Hard oh, Award? The snitch Award. Or, yeah. now, hear me out, it's the Snitch Award. <laughs> or, see, hear me out, this is the Average Player Award who are like to say, good job, good job. He's, he's good mow, job, mowing buddy. the coach's lawn, Yeah, you know, doing his dry cleaning. You'll never be an all-star. You'll never be all-NBA. But you know what, buddy? Good hustle. You can hustle. Good hustle. Good Is there like hustle. a monetary award that goes along with it? No. no. Does he get like... No, they make you. Shakies? They make you run and come pick up the trophy. <laughs> you get to sit next to the coach on the bus. Yeah. Wow. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, how, how this has existed for seven years, and I'm just hearing about I've this today. I've never heard of this. The NBA Hustle Award. I mean, do they have, like, a sloth award? Do they have a – well, that'd be great. Do they have, a like, the Raz, like the Razzies, like, the opposite? So my question is, do they have some sort of, like, synopsis of who wins this award? So let me tell you, there are some uh, – there's an algorithm. There okay. are some statistics oh, wow. that go into this. There are some advanced analytics that go into this. Uh, charges drawn. Okay. Loose balls recovered. Giggity. Deflections. Box outs. Screen assists. And contested shots. I, I feel now. I so feel, let, let me tell you. I'm going to say what this. All okay. of this is. The stuff that doesn't matter. 
hey, hey, hold on. I feel <laughs> conflicted now. I led my team my senior year of taking charges. Oh, I, I had 12. Okay. <laughs> so I now I may be for this award. I don't know. Oh, now you're back in? <laughs> Maybe. No. Now that, you're, now that you realize this is the try-hard I mean, loser award? I mean, the loose ball part of it, kind of, I get, right? That's just luck, right? Yeah. Is the award purely statistical, or do they just say this guy looks like he's hustling? Yeah. Too? I think it's both. It was, huh. And he's won it three out of five years. Like, how does the same guy try harder than everyone? They're all trying hard. Right. Like, they're, well, run, they're running around not and according jumping to, and catching. and Not according to Patrick Beverly. Okay, they're all trying hard, but not as hard as, you know, yeah. the other guys. Do you think it affects maybe one or two games a season? Pop, yeah. Maybe. There you go. I would like to see, like, well, extrapolated over a whole season. What hmm. does what I like does the this photo. Matter? He's, like, sliding on the floor to get a loose ball. And I'm like, yeah, all right. The photo in the official NBA website after the end of uh, the article on congratulating Marcus Smart on winning the Hustle Award is him hydroplaning on the court, reaching for a ball out of bounds, making what the face I could only describe as a two-year-old seeing the birthday cake for the first time. He looks like he's like on a slip and slide. He's enjoying it. <laughs> yes. He's having a fun. He's a, he's a toddler who's about to open their first birthday present. He's never been happier in his life to dive after a loose basketball. I would like to see these statistics put up against players getting injuries as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like career-ending injuries. Like this is the guy who tries the hardest and hasn't had an injury yet. Most, most likely to dive into the crowd. Mm-hmm. That would, be, that would be him. I would say back in the day, if you gave it to anybody but Dennis Rodman, though. Oh, would, for sure. That would be a travesty. Muggsy Bogues? I, I think you're correct there. Okay. Per he capita. Had to, he had to take way more <laughs> steps than everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. That's true. Yeah, he was the, the Hustle Award per capita. Hell of a program today. The boys, oh, buddy, do not miss this program tomorrow as we are live from Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab, on Cinco de Mayo, Al Hurricane Jr. concert on 5-5 at 5-0-5. I believe we'll have Al Hurricane Jr. in with us. we got some Isotopes players. Going to have a lot of fun. Uh, The music's going to be cranking. It's going to be a sellout crowd. We might break the all-time attendance record tomorrow of 16,000. 900 people stephanie griffin back at the studio thank you so much you crushed it today as usual friends of the show thank you so much for joining us chris burnett thanks again absolutely we'll see you from the lab tomorrow